0: Disclaimer. not you see I'm trying to nap? Wait. She found out about the fact we did Aino Kisabe? Wait. Did Noah rat me out? Great. Now I'm oxed into doing this stupid disclaimer. I'm tiresome give you a rap bit of information as you clearly see I am very tigered right now. No need to drag this on, so warning, the Dub Talk podcast may contain language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Mm -hmm. Viewer discretion is advised as we may snake in some foul language as we're horsing around. Mm. Mm -hmm. also, There may be spoilers for any and all anime in this, so if you're a little sheepish about us ramming them in there, please be aware. We're not monkeying around here with our spoiler warning. And remember, the views expressed are that of the individual participants and do not reflect dub talk as a whole. There. I didn't. I did it. I didn't even chicken out this time, despite this being so doggone boring. What, cat got your tongue? Oh, come back, take a nap. What, you never fallen asleep on a battlefield? It's a war out there, and I need my beauty rest.
1: Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, a podcast where a group of nerds all get together and talk about the latest and greatest in English anime dubs. I am your host for tonight, the warrior of the goat, killing by eating garbage and jumping on things, and the one and only master of manliness, Spaceman Hardy. And tonight, I'm joined by my usual partners in crime, the OGs. We have Megan, a.k.a. the warrior of the bear, killing by sleeping and yelling.
2: What the fuck is that?
1: And, of course, our fearless leader- Pooh bear's had
0: enough, bitch!
1: (laughs) And, of course, our fearless leader, Stephanie, a.k.a. Warrior of the Cat, killing by pushing random objects off of kitchen tables. (laughs)
0: Because, yes, I like shiny things. (laughs) I like shiny things. It's my weakness. Do you like the shiny teeth that twinkle, just like a Christmas tree? Absolutely. The shiny teeth that sparkle? Shiny teeth and me. Thank you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Go on, Hardy.
1: Anyways, tonight we'll be covering one of Funimation's latest simul dubs for the fall season, one that you, our wonderful viewers, voted for us for to review. Woohoo! Woo! And, and out of all the various anime airing this fall, you chose the anime adaptation of Misio Isin's standalone light novel, Juni Tyson Zodiac War. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, a brief plot description is as follows. <clears throat> In a city of half a million people who have all been removed, 12 of the deadliest mercenaries with the names and attributes of the 12 Chinese Zodiac animals are pitted against each other in the twelfth Zodiac Tournament, which takes place every 12 years. During this rendition, each of the twelve warriors is asked to swallow one of twelve poisonous gems, which will begin to kill each of them after twelve hours. To be granted any wish of their choosing, the winner must retrieve all twelve gems from the other eleven competitors before the deadline, 12pm, December 12th. It becomes a merciless battle where survival is crucial at any means. So anyways, yeah, basically, just another... Standard Battle Royale series, which based around the animals of the zodiac. It's I have to Fruits say. Fruits
3: Basket meets the violence of Battle Royale.
1: <laughs> yeah. This, this new reboot of Fruits Basket went in a very interesting and bold new direction.
0: And very boring direction. <laughs> oh. yeah.
1: So, anyways, we're going to do something a little bit different sure. because it is a bo- Battle Royale anime. A lot of characters are going to get killed. We're going to do our best. Not to spoil any character debts, uh, how they die, who dies, when they die. It's going to be tough.
3: It's going to be tough considering some of the things that happen,
0: too.
1: Right. Uh, We will still occasionally spoil things such as characters' names, their abilities, their backstories even, but we're going to do our absolute hardest not to spoil who bites it because let's be real here, most of these characters we're talking about, they're going to get off.
3: We're not going to spoil who bites it or who who helps them bite it.
0: We're right. not going to spoil who dies or who
3: killed them. I okay. will
0: spoil this because it just popped up on uh, a thing. Um, Roots has to put up a Peppa Pig calendar next to <laughs> Ping Pong into Tommy <laughs> Galaxy Prince.
3: <laughs> you just saw that?
0: Yes. <laughs> Yay. Peppa Pig.
1: All right. So anyways, let's get this started as we cut down these combatants one by one before Bam. we... Oh, yeah. All right, so we're going to start as we always do with our ADR director and scriptwriter, Megan. Did you have any predictions here?
0: Uh, Yes, I had three director predictions um, because I was tossed, like I was tied between all three of these, and then two writer predictions. Mm -hmm. So, and my my director predictions, the one that I wanted the most. Influenced, I think Who is going to be on The cast list that I have Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So uh, My first pick was Dave Trosco To let the man finally direct Something that wasn't absolute garbage Um, (laughs) I mean, that'd be great Besides All Out I mean, Dave, I love you, but you also Direct horny trash Like Sentient fucking trash
2: Mm,
1: Um, There's a market for Horny sentient trash (laughs)
0: I can't believe my little trash can is this cute, and my sister. <laughs> oh, goddamn. <laughs> uh, my second pick was Anthony Bowling Oh okay. because he just did Knights of Magic, so I figured, hey, let's move on to something um, something else, which, by the way, I, I'm actually going to try to watch Knights of Magic, just because I heard it was pretty good. Okay. Um, and my third pick was Jeremy Inman, because Jeremy Inman uh, did Sayuki Reload Blast, And I figured, hey, let's just keep Jeremy doing weird action things that are a mix of fantasy and, like, technology. This kind of was that same type of place. And then my two writer predictions were Josh Greeley or Samuel Woolley, because they've done some weird shit writing-wise, and this was pretty weird shit writing-wise. I mean, you're not And I will have words. (laughs) I will have words about said writing once we reveal people.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, translating Nisio is already a very difficult thing to I'm do. I'm going to
0: have words about this.
1: Right. Uh, Stephanie, did you have any predictions for any art script?
3: I do. Um, did my... you steal them from somebody? <laughs> See, here, here's the thing. My predictions are very interesting. Because I was trying so hard to avoid castless, as I always do, in order to try and get more uh, time to listen to the Japanese and make my own predictions. I originally only made a f- very very few predictions overall and then gave up because I got spoiled for half of the fucking cast mm. so some of these are my predictions and some of them I kind of uh, some of the other some of the others kind of offered to let me borrow theirs <laughs> um but in terms of the director and writer I did have my own predictions for them um, ADR director I have two predictions my first choice was Chris George uh, I think at least at that time, it had been a little bit of a minute since I've seen him direct stuff. Um, that's not that much, poor Monster man Hunter was stories. stuck on Monster
0: Hunter stories I know. right on for a year. I know,
3: and um, I figured because I ha- i mean, I hadn't seen Monster Hunter stories yet, so I don't know how much of an action-oriented thing he's. How many action-oriented shows he's worked on yet? So I thought that'd be an interesting pick, and a director I haven't seen in a while that I wanted to come back. And I thought this would be an actually decent pick uh, place for him, just to kind of get himself back integrated in there. Uh, Joel McDonald was my other director pick.
2: Okay.
3: Um, I mean, he's done show he's directed shows that have large casts, and that have to take up m- multiple scenes and be in multiple places. That being Assassination Classroom, so I figured he would be a good fit here. Uh, my writer choice, because anything is possible. If uh, gamers from last season will give us any indication, I actually put Patrick Sites for my writer. Um, I really, I really enjoy his scripts as a writer, and he. I think this would be a lot of. I think Junie Tyson would have been a lot of fun uh, for him to write it if he had the chance. All right.
1: Okay, yeah, I did not make, uh, as usual, did not make prediction for scriptwriter, but I did actually have one prediction for director. Oh I ag- my
3: god, I'm so surprised you
2: did that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and I also picked Joel McDonald, because yes. I did not know what else he was doing this season, and so that's who I picked. Uh, naturally, we are all wrong, as usual.
0: I need to we call We are bullshit. really, really wrong! Can we I are very
1: bullshit? wrong. Let me, uh, let's start with the script writers Ooh, first, boy. because the director is a shock. Um, yeah. Script writers, we have Alex Muniz and Joel Bergen. Uh, Alex Muniz, let me click on it. He has written the script for shows such as Dime a Dollar, um, exactly. Dragon Ball Z, Resurrection F, uh, Jormungun, Perfect Order, and Lord Marksman and Vanadies. As for All shows Al- I
3: haven't seen, Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. As for Joel Bergen, he also wrote on Dime a Dollar. He did scripts for Full Metal Alchemist, the original series. Okay. Uh, also he teamed up with with um with Alex on Jormungand and Vanadis. And he also did the script for Ping Pong.
3: Oh yeah. I was like the name Joel Bergen is familiar. Mm-hmm. That's why it's Ping Pong. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um now the ADR director.
3: How? I hope you children are all sitting down. Oh my god! Sit down, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Can I lead into this? You may. Can I lead into this, and then I'll just segue for you to, to introduce it? So sure. Because I basically got spoiled from the joy of the cast, I decided just to dive right into the show. Now I didn't look at the press release though, just to bear in mind. So I watched the first episode. I'm like, okay, so this person is this. This is this okay, now that I at least have an idea of what's going on here, let me see the press release and who's directing this. The name I saw... (laughs) My god, I think I flipped my shit, and the reason for that
0: is...
1: Vic Mignogna.
0: Yeah! The fuck? Yeah! Okay, to be... I have a story about that, too.
2: I'm I'm just
1: his only prior credits, his only prior directing credits up to this point, have been for two random episodes, nineteen and twenty, of the dub for Claymore. He has not done this any directing before, other than that, and that's been years ago.
3: Wow.
1: I, so, guess, uh, I mean, start. I
3: mean, hold on. Not necessarily because I mean, anime directing, yes. Um, but
1: um, he's directed I... non-anime roles yes. as well.
3: But yes. that's a different animal than doing ADR. So. No, I'm just saying, like, in terms of directing in general, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's not as much rodeo directing in general, but anime-wise, it's like,
0: holy shit. Mm-hmm. And now that this episode is out, I can say this. Man, imagine if he had dubbed- he would directed the reflection. Um... Ooh!
1: Yes, it would have actually been listenable. <laughs>
0: that actually would have been great. Anyway, I guess do I get to start, Mr. Goatman?
1: Yes, absolutely, Megan. What are your thoughts on this direction and script?
0: This is going to sound really weird to people, in that this dub is solid. This dub is it's it's, pa- it's it's okay. It's solid. It's what it needs to be to get people to watch. It's not offensively unlistenable. Um, It's got a couple of consistency, at least one glaring consistency issue to me personally that we'll get to, um but the dub enhances every awful flaw the show has. And that is this. If you've never watched a show adapted from a Nisi Onsen work and this is your first time, I am so fucking sorry. Nisi Onsen's Basically makes his bread and butter off of being wordy, doing wordplay and stuff. But here's the thing, I take it out of the three of us, I'm the only one who's watched his most famous, the adaptation of his most famous works, which is the Monogatari franchise. Yes. Which is vi- hyper stylized. And very colorful and very distracting. This show is not. This show is as bland and boring as you can imagine a show where at one point, a girl kung fu style fights birds out of the air. And I wanted to fall asleep to it. The dialogue is stilted because it does not feel like characters having a natural internal monologue, but like they're standing on a stage and reading and projecting out to you. And that is no fault of the adaptation team or the directing team. It's just that when you translate it into English and you're not having to like focus your attention two ways, it point it brings these inherent, nat- unnatural flaws out. And I'll give Vic credit. This is not an easy show for him to direct the first time. He makes it very as very watchable as he can. I think that some of the casting uh, choices on this were very, very not things I'd predicted. But some of them are also a little too safe for me. There are um, a little bit of- there's some simuldub stuff that you'll- Excuse me. There's some stuff that I feel like can get changed in home video to make uh, certain performances a little more round, or as round as you can be for, um, uh, a battle royale show where you don't know who's going to live and who, who's going to die, um, I give the, I do give the writing team credit for, uh, making some lines pretty damn funny, um, <clears throat> one of my personal favorites being from the dog, side effects include death, death, and horrific death, <laughs> I lost my which is one of my favorite lines in the show, um... It's just that this is a show that it it feels like a stage show in animated form.
1: Ah. Okay.
0: And when you're basically in a lot of this show for as much voice acting and acting as in it, it is rarely two characters sitting down and talking to each other.
1: That's right. A lot of it's internal monologues. Internal
0: monologues. So that's, where I, that's what I mean by it sounds like a stage show in animated format because it feels like you have two actors in the front of you that are sitting there looking like they're talking but the lights are dimmed on them and a big spotlight's on somebody on a stage with a podium going this is my backstory. I've been through this and this and this and these are how it affects me and how it affects my killing and my mental state and it comes off very preachy. And I feel like this is not the show I want it to be. But I'm not going to knock Vic for trying his first, like, full time yeah. on it. And I'm not going to knock the writers a lot. But I, I am going to call out the dub for basically making the show's inherent flaws more apparent. Mm. Because now I understand what's wrong with the show and why I don't like it. And I'm not reading subtitles. Um, and I mean... It could be worse. I feel like if this was given to the wrong director, that this dub could be unbearably unwatchable. If you had given it to somebody who maybe wouldn't take the script as literal because you know this is a show that, hey, this is a Nisi Onsen work, his most famous work doesn't have a dub. If you're not faithful to it, you're going to piss off all those Nisi Onsen fanboys who are now going to see one of his works get dubbed. So if you take somebody who doesn't want to stay faithful as a director and a writing team, they're going to mess it up. But I feel like staying too, too faithful just makes everything really stilted. So I just feel like this is a show where the director and writing team, there is no winner. There is only survival.
1: <laughs> that makes sense, given the the nature of the show.
0: Even yeah. And given the nature of the show, though, I would expect things to be a little bit more punched up sometimes when they're not. But then again... It's all about just getting through the adaptation at this point.
1: Right, right. Mm. Stephanie, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh,
3: I completely agree with you on a lot of fronts. This show is not an easy one because not this dub's not an easy one to really handle only because of the show itself. And yeah, it's it's not the adaptation's fault. It's not the director's fault. It's just how the show is, and unfortunately it's like the nature of the beast at this point. Um, something I gotta give Vic credit for, though, is the casting of the show. I know you were saying that some of it seemed too safe,
0: but the-, at the girls, s- some of the girls felt too safe. Some of the guys were inspired.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I have to give some credit here. There are some parts of this cast- That I wouldn't actually expect Vic to do. Some casting choices here I would not expect if Vic was ever directing something for him to pick. And I'm actually very, very happy about that. Because you have a variety of veterans. You have a variety of voice actors who've been in the game for at least maybe a few years. And then you still have some of those fresh faces. So having a diversity like that I think is really phenomenal in terms of casting. Which shows that... He's not playing favorites. (laughs) He's just going with what would fit for which character, which is great. Because sometimes, sometimes there's the occasional fear of people playing favorites, but at the end of the day, it's all about who fits these roles. And I'm glad that Vic decided to go out of the box a little, at least a little bit and just put people, grab people in who fit these roles. And some of them are very interesting.
0: Um I know when we get to the uh the twin brothers that'll be
3: fun. But um
0: <laughs> okay, those two I agree with, but I feel I disagree with the girls, some of the female characters. Well, that's a- another animal entirely. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, psh- ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> insert insert picture of Titus la- Titus laughing here. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: uh, uh, uh. Uh, writing wise, I think the writing is fine. Again, a lot of the problem comes down to the show itself, and the writing team has to just go with it. Uh, I didn't feel it was boring, unlike Megan. But I also don't think that in general, I guess this is going a little bit early in the Final Thoughts, this dub in general is kind of middle of the road, considering what else is going on this season. I mean, I may be high saying this, I actually like the dub of Black Clover more than this. Honestly, you're not wrong. I feel like I must be high, but (laughs) Uh, Black Clover's another story entirely, but um...
0: That none of us are touching. <laughs>
3: N- none of us are touching and are involved with. But, um, yeah, it's... This dub, compared to some of the other ones that I've been watching this season, is kind of middle of the road. Um, but a lot of it's on the fault of the show. It's not the dub itself. And I, pff, I'm just stunned that out of nowhere,
0: in comes Vic Mignogna. Like, I imagine in a, in a, in a boardroom meeting... Riding on a white horse. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they're disgusting. She's Vic to. No,
2: no, they're
3: trying to divvy up, like, what shows are going to be directed. like, people are going to be directing. It's like, oh, Jade, Cliff, let's go with K- Kodohana Kitan. Uh, Dave, go with, uh, what the fuck is he directing? Anime Gatsuris. Thank you.
0: Which I wish we were talking about right now.
3: I mean, it could have been a choice, but, uh, nobody wanted us to talk about it. And then, in, in, just coming in burst it's like, okay, who's going to talk about Juni, who's going to direct Juni Tyson? The doors burst open and In just walks in like a superhero like I on a am... white seat. <laughs> like I am. Can here we I make I a card should... to get a humanity
0: card just Vic Mignana riding on a white horse? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> like it would be that I feel like that's what happened. Like out of Vic's the director coming out of left field and it's just very interesting because especially because Vic is based in LA.
0: That's the interesting From what one. we know, at least. Yeah, like he's... Majority of the time, has been is
1: omnipresent, LA. I've found. He is the only anime voice actor who has That's... recorded at literally every single North American studio.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean... Suddenly, I, I, I mean, from he... down the hallway at a con, Vic, <laughs> Vic no. He's no. following you about 30 feet back. <laughs>
3: no, Vic it's, just, it's just, It's just very interesting, because I think he has... If, I'm, if I remember correctly, he has his own studio set up at his home, but it's like, all of the voice actors that are involved in the show are Dallas-based. So, the fact that he's probably gonna, he probably has to come in to, like, to help direct the show is very interesting. Like, this is the first time I've seen a director probably needing to come to Dallas to do that. that, because a show isn't Uh, uh, a mostly California cast here. So that's interesting in and of itself. So I'd say, from what I can tell, the directing and scripting is is decent. It's the show itself that's the problem here.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I think it's a solid effort from Vic, considering that it is only his very first full-time directorial debut, and the only time he's ever directed anything prior, as far as anime and ADR goes, was just two random episodes of of Claymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that having been said, I think it's a good job. Um, Is it going to win my best dub of the year award? Absolutely not. not. No. No. One thing I do appreciate is that because of so much internal monologuing between the characters, a lot of times you don't have to worry about lip flaps. And so the characters are actually able to act more normal and um and not have to conform to fitting lip flaps so that helps it helps a lot um but yeah i have to say it's it's a middle of the road dub i think it could be better it could be a whole lot worse and i agree with you both entirely if because there is going to be a second season of the reflection
0: Oh yeah, <sighs> that's confirmed. I forgot. Yeah, about please that. let Vic direct you, morons. Yes, please yes. let him direct it.
1: Right, because he knows at least proven with this, he at least knows what he's doing. Yeah. Of like the other three, the three directors they had on the Reflection who had no prior experience. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, it's is it a perfect up? No, it's okay. I like it. It's fine. Um, and, and yeah, any problems with the script is not the problem with the translators, but rather with V.C.O.Eson's Eason's original script itself. Yep. One thing I could say about the technical um, prowess of this dub is that it is very well mixed. And you know who we have to thank about that.
0: Is it our boy? Is
1: it's it our, our boy. It's our good Neil! friend, Neil Malley. Neil!
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. When we when we went to Dallas for A-Fest and we, afterwards um, that Monday we did a tour at Funimation, we um, got to meet Neil O'Malley, who's one of the ADR engineers over there, and he kind of gave us a little bit of a demonstration of like what he, what that job does and, what it, and how it works. And he's such a chill guy. Mm-hmm.
0: We all I'm like, happy. like literally like eight of us crammed into a tiny, like ten of us
2: sunny. crammed into a tiny ass room because Lord and don't understand. With us.
0: If you've never seen a picture of me, I am not a little girl. <laughs> uh, Hardy is not a little, bit, is not a small dude. Not at all. Jay is really tall. Like mm-hmm. the smallest person in that room with us was probably Lauren. Probably, actually, <laughs> just by height. No, I yeah. think I, no, I
3: think I'm a little shorter than her actually. Oh, okay, I'm a little shorter than her. But yeah, yeah we got to meet Neil. He, he's a, he's a he's a nice guy.
2: We Neil
1: like is him. chill. We, so. we we
3: sure we want a Neil fan club now. <laughs> <laughs> We've been joking about it too. It's kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Anyways, moving on from our technical group to our actual cast, uh, we're gonna start out with our announcer guy. Uh, how
0: Everybody do I pr- clap your hands.
1: Everyone clap your hands. Give yourselves a hand. <laughs>
0: It's Let's funnier see. in the Japanese because it's just a dude yelling in English. Everybody clap your hands. No, the best part is is like the previews at the end of each episode. He at the end of it, he always finishes with like everybody clap your hands.
2: It's great. Yes,
0: I have not watched the episode previews, and if that's where a majority of his acting is, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. he, he has a decent amount, but that's the endings. Anyway. Is like, this is great.
1: Yes, but anyways, he is not a competitor. He is actually the man who is behind the scenes, runs the entire Judy Tyson. The MC. And his name is, forgive me if I mispronounce this. Good luck. a deckable I don't know. It's one of those things. deckable Okay. I'm just going to refer to
3: him as our MC for the
0: event. Yes. yes. MC. Life MC. MC. MC Dude. Now, please imagine Flava Flave commentating on. Yeah, (laughs) boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy.
1: (laughs) Anyways, he's the sort of mystical person behind the scenes, pulling all the strings and and handling everything. So, um, who did we have predictions for for our MC, Uh, Megan? Uh,
0: My predictions for the MC, because I based everybody uh, on looks, like she always does somehow. I still managed to get somebody, right? <laughs> not, I'm not saying who, but um, my my uh, fun prediction mm-hmm. was Chris Rager. Okay. Oh. Ooh, because okay. Chris Rager has a nice, sultry, booming voice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Principal Asano may be a dick, but Principal Asano has a very, very soothing voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and my uh, safey, safe prediction was R. Bruce Elliot.
1: All right. Uh, Stephanie, who did you have?
0: I also had R. Bruce Elliot. Mm-hmm. This guy was one of the few people I had predictions
3: for, but I think I have to also read some of the ones that... Because I got Roots and Jamal's predictions, too. I'm going to have to read some of the ones that they picked. So, but I had Arborist Elliott, because, again, I was aiming towards someone who's good at like being a commanding um, older voice. And then my other prediction was also Kent Williams for that same reason. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm going to say this. Uh... So Jamal agreed with you, Megan, and he he picked Chris Rager as one of his. Yay, Jamal! Um,
0: my boy.
3: But here are a couple of fun ones. One of which I think would be believable. Uh, Jamal also had Damon Mills,
0: <laughs> which you know I, what? At this point,
3: <laughs> at this point, why not? I mean. I I watched I watched I caught up on code realize after we recorded the episode. I fucking told you And I'm like,
2: the fuck is this?
0: (laughs) Hardy, have you have are you caught up on Code Realize? Oh, it's Nemo. (laughs) It's Nemo Ooh, Nemo! What the hell is this? I'm gonna come on your airship and crash it. Nemo is now Negasus. Oh no. Um no. For all time's sakes, can I do one thing? What? Hey Hardy.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh Mika boy. No. I've cut off your arm. No, but no, and your your you meet your own friend has ditched you. No, but here's the vampires. He, I swear I won't affect your sexuality. No, but here's the one.
3: Here's the interesting one, and it's from Roots. you want to know who he predicted?
0: I want to say he also put Damon Mills. because I remember him talking about it with me. Oh. No.
3: He did not predict Damon Mills. The fuck did he so put who again? did he have to say? You're not going to believe it when I tell you. Okay. Aaron
0: Dismuke. That's what? right. I remember him putting Aaron Dismuke because he was like, we don't know how the fuck old this guy is. You are right.
3: We don't know how old this guy is.
1: Okay. Well, I just went very, very safe and picked um, John Swayze. Easy.
3: I mean that 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 would be a good choice
1: too. Yeah, uh, we're all wrong yet again. Woo. Um, yeah, playing Woo. our MC character is Mark Stoddard.
3: Like we Yay. should have figured it would
1: be right. You asked for a very older commanding voice, and he Mister, certainly our, has it. Our, our, our
3: commanding military voice.
1: Yes, uh, you have guy. obviously heard Mr. Stoddard in dubs such as Akka Thirteen uh you've heard him as Blitz T. Abrams in Blood Blockade Battlefront and he has also been in uh Soccer Quest. Mm-hmm. And so what did we think for our limited time hearing our MC's voice?
0: I think it works.
1: Um, Megan, if you could. Yeah,
0: it um it's it works. It is um it it works. It's what I thought it would be. He is big older commanding guy um unfortunately we have only seen him really twice so there's not much I can say beyond uh he does a good job he's solid a little bit predictable as the it's kind of a predictable voice for me
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it's what it, it's exactly what you get on the tin so quick question um,
3: how far in the show have you gotten
0: I'm on episode 6 oh well he's yeah. he shown up more than twice then He's he's shown up in in the first episode and then in the bedding scenes, yeah. So it's only a, a couple times, but even then, it's it's hey, he's he's a plot, he's plot uh explanation exposition
2: exposition.
0: <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it's exactly what you expected.
1: Right, <laughs> Stephanie, what did you have to say?
3: I mean, it's right in line with what I was thinking, like, a commanding powerful voice and Mark Stoddard, he has a commanding powerful voice and a commanding presence when you put him in something, mm-hmm. um, except for Sakura Quest, but that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I th- it works, honestly, because this MC has to be not only commanding towards these 12 participants, but because he's running stuff behind the scenes too because apparently this is the, the Judy Tyson's main actual purpose is to decide political shit, which mm. I'm like, what? <laughs>
1: yeah. That, yeah,
3: no, uh, made no, that was dumb.
1: That's kind of stupid. Did anyone else notice the globe and places weren't where they're supposed to be?
0: Yeah, so it's an alternate world. It must be an alternate world. I didn't notice I mean, that before. How can you explain the way that some of these characters look like? sakes, hardy there are people with horns on their heads yeah yeah but yeah.
3: can all things considered like mark stoddard he's a definite good fit because he has someone who takes the lead on all this and i think it's a great job on his part
1: right i appreciate it how not only is he it's his standard you know commanding role but he's able to be a little bit more whimsical and light-hearted yeah. about it. I mean, and like again, He's like a every, circus conductor. Like,
3: again, everybody clap your hands. Yes. He's a yes. ringleader. He's a circus ringleader. That's the best way to describe him.
1: Right. he gets to be a bit more flamboyant, which you don't yeah. really get from from Mark Stoddard a lot. So, I mean, I do want to see more of this character. He's, I think he's a fun guy. And he does... You really do need to go back and watch the next episode previews because that's where he really shines. Yes. And he gets to go all full ham and... and in. It's and, great. It, yeah, yeah. So and yeah, I basically I really like, like it. he's
3: basically like it's like he's reading a sonnet, if that's the best mm-hmm. way to describe it. Well, those episode pre what those episode previews are. So yeah, it's a bit a bit more whimsical and a bit more um what's the word I'm thinking of? Whimsical Light- and
1: lighthearted almost?
3: Maybe? Um not- a bit more
0: Yeah, but it it kind of sucks that the show puts it in the fucking episode previews.
3: Well, where else are you going to put it? There's not really much else to put it, (laughs) honestly.
1: So, I mean, can we all clap our hands for Mr. Stoddard?
3: Yay! Yes. Everybody clap your hands. Clap your hands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's the best
3: part, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's move on to our first of the 12 uh, contestants. We have Toshiko Ino, who is the warrior of the boar. Um, She is the daughter of last tournament's uh, winner, who was the boar. And her abilities are basically... She doesn't have to reload her gun. Ever. It's just magically fires mystical bullets for as long as possible.
0: Hammer space bullets!
1: Yeah. Also, she cray-cray and did a lot of nasty things. and, and
0: yeah. To her own sibling. Yeah,
1: yeah. so... She's not Bitch, a very good person. be crazy. Yeah, she really
0: bitches is. Is anybody in this show a good person? Maybe? Yeah. Are you sure? Maybe? Are you sure? Maybe. Well,
2: I mean, the only we'll person get I
3: have seen going crazy is the rat, but... Yeah. And maybe the monkey,
0: but.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Um, So, Megan, did you have any predictions for the boar? Uh,
0: What was her name again? Toshiko Ino. Toshiko Ino. Toshiko Ino. Uh, Ino. Um, So, I had a couple predictions, and bear with me now because of one of my directors. These are a little bit out there. Oh, boy. So, I had three predictions for the boar because I couldn't settle between. Because she was like. Sexy looking. I didn't know she was cray when I casted her. Um. Surprise! Surprise, motherfucker. So I had Carly Mosier. Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah, alright, yeah. I can
0: see Morgan it. Morgan Garrett. Ooh. And because I'm one of the two, one, okay, four, well, okay, well, five, besides somebody on Twitter, people who watch this show had Annabelle Thorne. I have no idea who that is. That's because you don't hate yourself enough to watch Seven Mortal Sins.
1: Oh. Her milkshake brings all the
0: girls to the yard.
1: Uh-huh. So that
0: might explain something with Jamal's list here later on. Exactly. Okay. All
1: right. Stephanie, you're up.
0: She's, by the way, though, she's okay. a fantastic actress in that shit, that shit bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> the shit bonanza is known as Seven Mortal <laughs> Sins.
2: Um, so
3: this is one... This is, like, the second out of three I legit made predictions for. Uh, my two predictions, because when I watched the first episode of the show, because I had only watched the first episode to attempt to make predictions, but I, get I didn't have enough to really make a full list. Um, because this character was at least at the center of it. I saw the character, I heard her voice, I saw what she was doing, and I... Felt she needed similar to the MC, so, uh, like a more commanding voice, but also a little bit more. She do, you don't see her uh, like crazy, like mentally snap that much, but she needs to be more alluring and manipulative. So what I went with, I had Elizabeth Maxwell, and I also had Colleen Clinkenbeard
2: for ah. my
3: predictions. Because I felt like she had to be a mix of seductive, but also, like, a manipulator. A cunning, conniving manipulator. Because there's only one time we've ever seen her snap, and that was when she found, she and her sister, they were told that the little sister was going to be picked for the next Judy Tyson to represent their family. That was, like, after that, that was the one time you see really see her snap, but she, but the whole thing with her she used to be like a very seductive and yet manipulative cunning individual. So that's why I went in that direction.
1: Right. I I also had Colleen as one of my choices. Okay. Um, but you know what? And you're both gonna you're both gonna hate me for this. Uh oh. I kinda took it to fruits basket for my other prediction. What did you do? I chose Meredith McCoy. she hasn't been doing many simul does but she has been dubbing more lately because she's been doing dragon Dragon ball super
2: Super. yeah so i thought
1: wouldn't it be funny if you got kagura the boar
3: that would be the greatest thing in the world i'm sorry
1: yes imagine kagura it's like oh i missed you and she's firing her guns at kyo
3: side note because i just want to like the wow hardy (laughs) Side note, the predictions I'm borrowing for the night. So Roots actually picked Lucy Christian. Hmm. Damn. I mean, I can see it. Like, right. Lucy can pull off mm-hmm. that seductive, manipulative side. And then Jamal had, like, four, it looks like. But I'm only going to talk, like, mention. I really only want to mention one of them because I can see it Marissa Lenti.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Ooh. I can see Marissa Lenti as the boar.
1: All right. Uh, Unfortunately, we are all wrong.
3: And I'm happy to be wrong.
1: Yes, because playing Toshiko Ino, the Warrior of the Boar, is Stephanie Young.
2: Hell yeah, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Obviously, you're probably very familiar with Stephanie as Nico Robin in One Piece. She's KK in Blood Blockade Battlefront. Uh, She's the voice of Claire in Claymore as well. And so, oh, and of course, Olivia... Mira Armstrong and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which I'm still going through. Uh,
0: and she's also uh, Queen uh, Queen Victoria. Step on me in Code Realize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did we
1: think? What did we think about Stephanie's performance as the bore? Uh, Megan, you start us.
0: I liked it whenever it was actually in the flashback, mm. yeah. not when she was monologuing, going up the stairs, because. When I watched the first episode, I didn't really catch that because, again, I don't speak Japanese. So I'm sitting there reading the subtitles, like, going, okay, this is what I have to do to, like, understand the story, not really paying attention to the inflection of her voice um, or anything. Listening to it again in English, this is on no part Stephanie Young's fault. This is completely the fault of the writing and the um, the uh, writing and the direction uh, the writing and the direction of the Japanese. Um, sorry, I'm like getting tears in my eyes and stuff for some dumb reason. Uh, this, this show makes you so emotional. Very... <laughs> oh god, it's like it's making me cry with how boring it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it bores you to
0: tears. Tears. It bores to fucking tears. Um, no. Uh, basically, whenever she was actually interacting with people in her flashback, especially driving uh her sister to the point where her sister goes was fantastic and it was very convincing of stuff but whenever she was just being the arrogant inner boar voice it came off as stilted for the show be due to the show's dialogue again felt like hey here's the scene in front of you we're going to pull back and the boar is going to be looking over everybody on the stage and projecting out to you type of feeling um I do say there's an aspect to her character that I would think she had had, had a lot of fun with.
2: Oh, absolutely! Um,
0: and her sound effect noises were her, were great, like grunting and moaning and all that stuff, like that type, like her like fighting noises were. Fantastic.
3: Can I also say that makeout scene she had in that flashback with? Um...
0: <laughs> oh, where she makes out with Aaron Disney? Yes, <laughs>
3: that was amazing. And Aaron Disney's just
0: like Aaron Disney's just like to chat. Don't tell. Don't tell anybody I'm hot for sister. (laughs) That was was great. I love that. He went from uh, tenderloin to pork shoulder. Ow,
2: ow.
0: And maybe a taco dinner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. uh, Stephanie, what did you have to say?
0: I mean,
3: it's like Vic is reading my mind right now. (laughs) This is exactly. Suddenly,
0: from about 30 feet back. If you're in body night. pillow.
3: <laughs> no, because this is exactly the direction I was hoping for. It's just I didn't think Stephanie Young was gonna come in because we haven't seen her in a broadcast dub, or assembled up in a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: So, she kinda comes and goes as she Yeah as she wants. Because she right I'm, now she's also in Blood Blockade as KK yep, again. Yep,
3: I'm glad so, she's I'm glad she's coming back in for Blood Blockade because that's also giving her chances to do more shows like this and co realize. So This is exactly what I pictured this character to be like. That seductive, cunning, manipulative woman. Mm -hmm. I can agree that the highlight of it is those flashbacks. I can agree with that. Because you see all of those phases. You see see the innocence. You see it go to... Like the innocence of wanting to please your family. Mm
2: -hmm. To
3: just snapping. To just... Man, being so manipulative to the point where you drive your sister insane and she kills herself, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I know we're not we're trying not to spill deaths, but I mean that's a flashback thing. That's not with the actual twelve contenders, but it's just everything I expected for right. this role. But similar to what Megan said, there were points when it's present day when we're dealing with the boar, where it can be a little bit stilted, but otherwise, in that. Like, she is a commanding presence when we're when we're introduced to her. And Stephanie Young just pulls that off very well.
1: Right. Yeah. I have to agree. I think she really nailed it. And I am happy to see Stephanie in more dubs recently. Uh, because she does go through a long period where she never shows up in anything. And then, okay, right. she's in like three or four things. Uh, it's always good when you have that one actor or actress who... Um, who you you, get, you grow to miss. You take them for granted mm-hmm. and then they show up and like, hey, he's b- who guess who's back? hey And, and yeah, I, I really liked it. So hopefully Stephanie's around for a bit longer and we I can see never. her in a bit more dubs this season or next season. Yeah. so uh, Okay, so moving on from the board to our next contestant, uh, we have Michio Suki. Who is the warrior of the dog?
3: Side um, effects may <laughs> No. Side effects may include death, 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 and, death, hurt, death and horrific death. death.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as the warrior of the dog, he obviously has very canine abilities. Um, he is a superhuman like strength your, and a fighting ability. But he also has the ability to create poisons inside his body.
2: That's an um, interesting ability to have.
1: Yeah. Not only can he
0: because there's actually like thing about like dog bites that can be toxic or something yeah
1: but not only can he poison people he can also uh, make make people stronger with his bites so interesting ability to have and he
0: basically super serums people like the first Captain America movie unfortunately it does not involve you turning into a hottie like Chris Evans
1: right (laughs) and so for the dog uh, who were our predictions Megan if you want to start us off
0: um, everybody, prepare to cheer. Uh-oh. Predicted Marcus Stimmick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Yes! I and haven't I also seen predicted in a major a... name role in a while. I'm depressed. And yeah. I also predicted Chris Ryan. Ooh. Uh,
1: all right. Uh, Stephanie, who did you have, and who did the others have?
0: I'm going to be
3: borrowing, because I have nothing. The only okay. other prediction I had in this, in this group for anything is Usagi. That's it. Okay. So, for, so except for Usagi, the rabbit, I'm borrowing mm-hmm. from everybody else. So, funny story. Uh, Roots also said Marcus stomach Nice. Um, I want
0: to say me and him are actually on the phone doing this together. I mean, it's a
3: good <laughs> possibility. But um, Jamal he had three, and I kind of pick one. I'm gonna pick one on this one. Uh, and. I'm gonna pick the one that's the most interesting to me to diversify. it. Brian Massey.
1: Ah, that would have Ooh, been interesting that would have too. Been great. Yeah, I went in a. Co- <laughs> now I
0: can hear Lad Russo barking like a dog. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I went in a couple different directions, both pretty pretty obvious choices. I went, in one direction. I went uh, with Chris Abbott. Okay. And the other when I went with Ian Sinclair playing against Type hmm Uh unfortunately, guess what? We're all wrong. And I'm okay this with one, this though. This one honestly blows my mind.
0: I'm I'm okay with it though. Yes, I am also okay with this, but I have one thing to point out though.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Once you once you say it.
1: Okay. Playing the dog
0: Uh-roar!
1: is Chuck Huber. Da 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 da. Yes, you've heard him in Soul Eater as Frankenstein, in Full Metal Alchemist as Shao Tucker. Most fam- ironic, isn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, it is indeed ironic. I took a Most drink famous shit. <laughs> Most famously, he's Android Seventeen in Dragon Ball. Um, and so, Megan, what were our? What was your? Um, what was your opinion?
0: I thoroughly enjoyed him as uh, the dog, who is a fucking asshole with a stick lodged up his ass uh, and doesn't trust anybody. However, I do have one issue with the performance. Okay. And that is this. While it is really, really cool to hear Chuck Huber do a voice that none of us expected, I could tell it was him in episode one. The one time he spoke. Episode two sounded like a completely different actor had walked into the booth that day. Mm -hmm. And while I do understand that simul dubs are put out at a faster pace than a home video dub, and they may have not had the time to um, clean up the quality for episode one, Mm -hmm. episode two, that is not acceptable despite how good the performance is. It should not feel like to a viewer that a different actor walked in the booth while having it be remaining the same person. Um, it's not like in the chance of like, hey, this actor got sick. This person's stepping in for a week. We're all made aware of it so that this, the change is like, hey, look, this is only going to be in the simulcast version. In the home video, we're going to go back and replace the material. It felt like two different actors to me and it's a little bit of a knock on Vic as a director for a consistency issue in my mind. However, this is not saying this is a bad performance in any way she form because it was phenomenal. Like... I did not think Chuck Huber could do that voice. Yeah. Right. I am so used to him being like, you know when Chuck Huber talks that he's Shao Tucker, that he's Kuro from, um... Servamp. Servamp. Like, Stein. He has a very distinct tone to his voice. Mm -hmm. And that is even very apparent when he's just naturally speaking. If you've ever watched a commentary, he does very much sound like a very upbeat version of Kuro himself. Um, apparently, also in a commentary, I learned he once punched Ben Affleck in a movie. Um, <laughs> nice, nice, go Chuck! Uh, Yay! You can cut please that have,
1: off your bucket list.
0: Woo! <laughs> uh, please, if you own Sir Vamp, go watch the episode one commentary where they talk about it and how ha- they think that. Ma- I'm gonna. Have and how to they have. also think that Mahiru and Kuro are a couple. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to now that you say now, that. Now, I same. own it. I have it. So. Um, but I think that it's it's a great performance. Um, I want to see where it goes. I think that he played very well off of another actress in the show. Mm-hmm. For a majority of his interactions. Uh, so I'm going to pass it to Steph. So speaking of people playing against type. Um,
3: wow.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, it's very surprising to see Chuck Huber... Because this is not a character I would think of him
0: playing. This, isn't a, this guy's not attractive at all. <sharp inhale> or, or, an or wanting to destroy his daughter and make us all cry. God, you got just desserts, though. Um, this is very, very
3: different, and I like it. Because this is the first time where I've seen... Like, heard Chuck be the gruff, burly guy, and he can pull it off. I actually didn't notice the change between episodes 1 and 2 in terms of performance. But I also saw the first couple of episodes probably a couple weeks ago, actually, so I can't remember it. But, I just, I mean, I get what you're saying with that, Megan. It's just the one thing is, like, they, I, I, honestly, they probably just didn't have enough time to develop the voice yet
0: yeah and I, I understand that it's something that can be fixed in silence I, am, in I a imagine home video. I imagine
3: they're gonna fix it when it comes to home video like maybe maybe there's like a little bit of filtering that was used after that that they didn't impo- like put in there in the first episode so might, they might have to go back to it but I mean that's the, I, I get that the consistency thing is an issue um, but at the same time the first episode the 12 competitors they don't
0: really say much. Yeah, but you can still the one time you talk, it's like okay, that's Chuck Huber. Next episode, who the fuck is this guy?
3: <laughs> no, I, I still recognize even in the, after that, it was still Chuck Huber. Oh, okay, like mm-hmm. I can still recognize it, and I can I get what you're saying, but yeah, like it's it's yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but um yeah yeah playing against type, holy mother of god, like this is yeah. one of these moments where it's like I have to commend Vic in terms of like casting here. Where he's not only getting... He's getting that mix of actors, but he's also at the same time putting them in, putting some in places that you wouldn't expect them to be.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: I have to commend Vic for that and having Chuck here as the dog,
2: because
3: mm-hmm. it is just
2: awesome.
1: Yeah. I have to agree with, with you guys. Um, I didn't actually notice the slip-up in episode one, but I did not know that he was capable of this. Yeah. And so... Yeah. um, So for the time that we have him, that the dog is 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 a really, really well voiced character. And I think Chuck just does a fantastic job. And I'd like to see him. I would like to see him in the future uh, do more work like this, but also try to expand in other ways. Yeah,
3: Um, I would love to see him. I would love mm -hmm. to see what he can really do in like other situations and as like these gruff burly kind of guys. It's very interesting.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I say kudos to Chuck. Give the dog a bone.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> neck paddywhack, man.
1: Yeah.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not letting me do the other pun that I can't. I'm not allowed to make a certain other pun because no. it's too obvious. I know. That's why I'm that's why I'm doing. That's why I'm doing our entire disclaimer in puns.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving, moving on from the dog to the chicken. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah. We have Ryoka Niwa, she's the warrior of the chicken. Um, her special abilities is that she can see through the eyes of birds and control birds to attack her. She's opponent.
0: basically a walking Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's pretty
1: great. much, yeah. She carries a bit around a large pitchfork.
0: Hey yo, I'm a walking Alfred Hitchcock. She's movie. also
2: the one attack, has-
3: my pretty She's yeah. also the one with the most ridiculous costume.
1: Well, it's either yeah, her or tiger. What the fuck?
0: They... No, no, I no! The yeah. tiger's outfit looks. Tiger's outfit kind of works in a weird, like raver kind of way. Yeah.
2: Chickens, My on God, the other what? hand,
0: chicken has like a fucking feather thumb covering her crotch. Yeah. yeah,
1: and she brings she brings this up in the show. Like, what on earth am I wearing? Which I find funny.
0: Yeah, like, at least everybody else's outfit makes some
3: sense. Yeah, hers doesn't just just doesn't really seem
0: feasible for a battle royale. Yeah. Let's be honest she's here. She's gonna get a, she's gonna get a sword to the vajayjay. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps that shit up. Oh. She's gonna be impaled, but not on that D. Ooh. Now, anyways, um, that's a terrible My question. turn, predictions. That's a terrible Uh,
2: point.
0: anyway, moving into my predictions, uh, my first prediction was Felicia Angeal. Okay. Uh, I felt like she has, I, I, for some reason I got like kind of a Shinoa vibe from her. Okay, I see what you're getting at. Um, and then my second pick, um, Jamal is gonna get let out the loudest, "Yeah, boy!" Okay, when I say who it is, because it was Brittany Lauda.
3: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Brittany Lauda, directorial wizard. she is a directorial wizard. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that woman works like fucking black magic, man. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I need, I need so, to I need to watch a show that
3: she's directing because I feel like I need to... Oh no! It.
0: Trust me, a couple of us are going to have a lot of fun with a certain show she's directing. <laughs> yeah. One that you can buy at the Walmart, Steph. Oh yeah, the one we... <laughs> buy at walmart i don't understand why walmart would sell it walmart <laughs> walmart for all your boys love needs oh, oh
2: no yeah
0: there's we found out one night that they're selling that show at walmart i'm like oh no <laughs> roll back that ass onto my cup, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: stephanie could you please please get us out of here please
3: of laughter right
2: <laughs> now. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. So borrowing predictions. So roots for um the chicken or the rooster. Whew, excuse me. He actually had Michelle Rojas for okay. his pick as the rooster, uh, which I can kind of see it actually. It'd be very interesting. Two, three, four. Jamal okay. has A- six. Jamal had six picks
1: though. Jamal picked way too many.
3: Jamal! No, this is the only time where he picked way too many. Um, but, uh, because we were talking about her earlier, uh, he, one of his choices was Annabelle Thorne. Mm. Ah. Um, he also, I, I don't want to overdo it. Okay. He also had, um, what's another good one that would probably fit here? Uh, Bryn April.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course he did. There it Gee, is. Gee, I wonder who. Wonder. Yeah. No, for my prediction, I actually went a little bit off-center. I picked Michaela Krantz for this role. Oh,
3: Ooh. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. And we haven't really... She hasn't popped up lately.
1: Yeah. Last time she... Well, I can't say it because it's a spoiler for future episode. I'm going to back off of that. But, um...
0: Is it for a certain show that was delayed?
1: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: Ah, I'm hosting that one. I have to remember to pre-order that. Okay. By the way, I posted all of his predictions in (laughs) our chat right now. (laughs) That's everything. I knew who exactly was on the list because I know that boy.
1: Yes. (laughs) It's all of Jamal's waifu list.
0: Oh, no. Don't be mean to the guy. Come on now. Well, I mean, it's
1: accurate. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, he he has
2: a husband list.
3: True. He he would probably agree with you. That's. (laughs) He probably would agree with you. I'm not going to Yeah, I agree with
1: you. But don't be mean. Anyway. Anyways, uh, who is actually playing the chicken is our good friend Monica Rial. Nice. Yes. And if you have not heard of Monica Rial, you have not watched anime, or at least not in English. Um, She has dubbed more roles than any other English voice actor ever, uh, just to name a few. Um. oh boy yeah it's so many <laughs> I can't try pull- and name a few yes Tick. yeah Uh, Mina Tepish from Dance in the Vampire Bun um, as well as the other Tepish from um, from Seraph of the End basically if she's tiny lowly a vampire it's voiced by Monica Rial <laughs> um, but anyways what did we have to think about this performance Megan?
0: It's exactly what I fucking expected it to be. Like, it's not a bad performance. It's completely solid. It's just predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, look, Monica Rial is playing a secretly Moe little psychopath. Who would have ever saw that coming? <laughs> I mean, I have nothing against this, her performance in this. It's just a little devalued in my case, especially when we're just getting off of talking about, hey, look at Chuck Huber being big and unexpected in this. To go to, oh, hey, it's Monica being Monica again. To which, I'm not going to blame her for it. I just think it's, again, a, a knock against Vic as a director. Like I said, I think a lot of the male choices are inspired. Uh, and I think two of the only... There's, like, what, three girls in the whole show, of course? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's women don't fight. Um, silly, silly anime fans. Women don't do things. <laughs> Slash sarcasm. <laughs> um it's, she She nails the, emo- I will say, uh, when she has a really big emotionally vulnerable moment, it was fantastic. Especially for being an inner monologue piece. Mm. That was the standout moment of her performance. Um, but I feel like, again, it had kind of that stilted acting. Um, it was just very predictable Monica for me. Again, not bad, solid, but not what... Not what I think mm. when it's put up against some other casting. It's like, yeah, this is just a piece of the puzzle that's not standing out.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Stephanie, what did you have to say?
0: Um,
3: I mean, I can agree with a lot of things that Megan said, though. I think where Monica really got to shine, because let's face it, nine times out of ten, when Monica's cast is anything. Generally, it's as like the peppy Moe character. My favorite kind of Monica is when she plays against that type. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And the moments where we see the chicken, like, you learn more about her. And you see her true colors. Yeah. yeah. She's
0: this cunning and devious person. But she's still got the peppy little moe girl voice. I mean, that's perfectly fine. Like, I can, but I can... Yeah, because it's the character's body, but when, like, I've heard her do things like Rize and Michiko. You, you... It's a thing to kind which, of remember though is with this
3: character, she she basically grew up for most of her life as like restarting a, and rebuilding a different personality.
0: Yeah, and I and I agree that it's a good it's a it's a it's probably one of the more interesting backstories. Mm-hmm. Um I just think that Monica was a bit of a safety choice to do that. Oh, no,
3: I'm not knocking you for that. It's not a safety choice. But at the same time, I have to commend Monica.
0: Okay, yeah, I agree. With like, that, I, I, sure.
3: I at the same time, I have to commend Monica because, sure, this might be a safe, rather obvious choice. But given some of the things we learn about Chicken, I think Monica played it very well because she basically ha- restarted her life and created this new person this new facade replacing
0: this old person entirely I will definitely say this out of the three female voices in the show that well four female voices in the show she's probably the number two um compared to the other four girls I would say Stephanie Young is definitely number three um there's
3: only so, but there's I, only
0: three girls there's four girls where's
3: the fourth one
1: Tiger
2: Tiger. Oh, fuck, you're right.
0: You're right. Sorry, my bad. I forgot for a second, too. I forgot Boar was a woman. No! <laughs> oh. I have no idea why. Just slipped my brain. I've been up since 5.30, though. It's alright.
3: No, but, like, considering some... Because originally, I have two different notes about this. The first one was that she's very cute and talkative girl, but needs to have some dirty tricks to her. And then when i went to the next episode i was like okay she pulled some tricks i is pleased (laughs) she like she pulled some shit so i have to commend monica for not for not only putting up this facade and making it very believable but also being this cunning yet peppy girl it's Mm -hmm. very it's very interesting this character in of itself honestly
1: it kind of reminds me of her, a little bit of her performance in shows such as Assassination Classroom.
3: Yeah, a little bit, yes.
0: Oh, it was Kaede. Yeah. Kaede, yeah. That's that's a good example, there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but I think Kaede is a much better character than Chicken, and she was I allowed mean, to evolve the performance more. Yes, mm-hmm. you're not wrong on that
3: one, but it's still fairly similar.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I. Um, it's Monica being Monica. How, what else can you say? And... Uh, it's it's not a bad thing, but I'm with Megan. Is that I probably would have been a bit more adventurous with my casting. So, but it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. So, let's not be too much of a chicken and move on to our next perform our contender.
0: Ah. you don't really have that. You don't have anything else to really say, right? I mean, I've we covered what anything. I, I think. Yeah. Oh, true. I, I feel bad that I, we, the two of us kind of keep talking over you.
1: Oh no, it's just you know I'm very direct to my points and, like, and just want to keep everything moving on, so.
3: I mean, we, we're, like, not even, what, halfway through?
1: No, we've got a ways to go, so. We yeah, we still have a ways,
3: up. so we're not even halfway yeah. we need to get our, get our asses in gear.
1: Okay. Moving on, we have Misaki Yuki, the warrior of the monkey. Uh, she is an excellent kung fu fighter, and she has the ability to change uh, the form of matter, able to basically... OP
0: as fuck.
1: Yeah, she is very OP. Um, mm. But the good thing about her is that she is actually a pacifist. Oh, unlike, yeah. Unlike the other contenders, she is trying... Oh, boy. She is trying to uh, win the competition with as little death as possible.
3: Like, legit, her job in real life is negotiations with countries at war.
1: Right.
0: Banging bending Todd records <laughs> <laughs>
1: monkey style
0: oh god damn yep on the four poster bed Oh my god. Shh. stop it
1: <laughs> anyways um predictions megan did you have any for the monkey
0: yes i had two predictions uh both of them uh actually kind of out there again um if you've noticed one of my director picks was uh dave trosco who tends to be a little bit out there mm-hmm. right in his predictions and tends to be uh tends to cast a little bit more liberally. Okay. So my predictions for Misaki were Ariel O'Neill. Okay. Who uh, was the demon of gluttony in uh, Seven Mortal Sins. And I believe she's the lead chick in A Sister's All You Need. Ah. Okay. Um, but she's a fantastic actress, too. And then my other one was Kristen Sutton. Okay. Who was uh, Himiko, Himeno in um, A Centaur's Life. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Steph? Borrowing things.
3: So, for Roots, this is actually where he put Monica real ah. As Monkey. Which I can see it. And then... Would have also been a his, safe safety choice. I mean, it'd still be good, though. Uh, yeah. Jamal had four picks. None of them were actually the safety choice here. But, um, what's a good one he has here yeah, that I can see? Ah. I think either Megan Shipman or Jill Harris out of these four that he has here would work. Right. Ding, ding.
1: Yeah. Uh, You're no,
0: playing the Jamal bingo card. <laughs> I also
1: had Jill Harris as a backup. Mm-hmm. Mine, My main one was Jeannie Tirado. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
3: Damn. Yeah. Damn,
1: and, son. That'd be great. Right. And um, of, of course, again, we're all wrong.
0: We failed today, guys. Dun, dun,
1: dun. But with Jeannie Torrano would have been a close would have been a close uh, choice to who mm. did get cast. Yeah, and, and that is uh, Caitlin Glass. Caitlin obviously plays the role of Winry Rockbell in the first Full Metal Alchemist and Brotherhood. Uh, she has been um, what is it, uh, Miria in Bacchano. She was a bunch of different roles in a bunch of different shows in a bunch of different. Stuff.
3: Things and stuff.
1: Things and stuff. Things yeah. And, stuff. and so, uh, Megan, what are your thoughts?
0: God, I hate this fucking character. So much. <laughs> God, I fucking hate her. Monkey is by far the the my least favorite character and my least favorite female performance in the show. Ooh, okay. Mm,
1: okay, please Ooh. explain.
0: It is. One, a super, super safe choice. Because Caitlyn does the soothing girl voice and the, the cutie, like... She's, like, not the Moe voice, but she's the more mature cute girl voice.
1: Like the girl next door, almost.
0: Yeah, which monkey is. She's the cute monkey, and she's gonna be the pacifist, and she's not gonna let anyone die because she's seen all these horrible things... And you shouldn't think that platitudes are just false, Rat. You should just... I've seen infocide and Genocide and... Shut the fuck up. Bitch! Murder someone. (laughs) You Kung Fu Fightin' mofo. You literally... She literally knocks necromanced birds out of the sky like something out of a Jet Li movie. I mean, also, to be be fair, she
3: also trained... She was trained by fucking monkeys talking
1: fucking monkeys monkeys.
0: (laughs) how do you mess this up Nisi Onsen but oh my god and this is she is probably where the worst of the stilted dialogue comes out Mm. because this performance sounds so preachy like it isn't awful it isn't bad it's not unlistenable it's perfectly fine But it is so safe when Vic had the chance to get somebody who could be a little different and maybe punch some things into it. It felt so restrained and I don't and I feel bad because Caitlin's such a great actress and she's done such amazing work and stuff and then... Literally during the episode with her backstory, I wanted to fall asleep. It was like getting the newspaper it was like getting the phone book fucking read to me. But not in a good way, and, because I know sometimes we have, we're like, this person can read a fucking- I'm not Gigi. I'm not gonna splooge cause somebody's reading how to get to the air conditioner repair man. <laughs> I ain't creaming my jeans over a plumber. <laughs> Even if he has nipples now. (laughs) They look like a pepperoni! (laughs) Luigi! God damn it. And I hate being mad because it's not a bad performance. It's just... Safe. My mom just yelled at me. Whoops. I'm gonna go in the corner. Steph, take over. Oh, boy. Um... So,
3: this is actually one of the roles that I got spoiled on. I think this and, um, I think dog too. But. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I agree that it's very safe. But. I think it fits. For what the character requires and what the character is about. It fits. But. But like Megan, the problem is the character itself. Like I wasn't fully bored while watching her backstory. I mean, the girl was trained by talking fucking monkeys. <laughs> how bo- how how is that boring? First of all, but um, I I can see what where some of the problem lies is the character itself and some of the the scripting in terms of adapting it, unfortunately. Where it can- where some of her pacifist ways can get a little preachy. But I think it's still a perfect fit, honestly. Even if it's the safe choice, because Caitlyn does have this way about her when it comes to characters that are optimistic and inspirational. And that's what Monkey is, in a sense. She tries to be- positive optimist and finding a way to avoid having any more death and it works very well and I know similar to what Megan was saying about the interactions between dog and chicken some of my
0: favorite interactions are actually between monkey and rat yeah yeah because it's the only time where she's not being a preachy bitch Mm -mm, well that okay she is but but arguably He's like watching paint dry too. <laughs> Rat's fucking emo is all shit. Let's let's be honest here. Um, I'm an emo too.
3: But but yeah, despite it laughing. being an obvious and fairly safe choice, considering some of the characters that Kalen has played in the past that are very similar to Monkey, I think it's perfectly fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay with it and. I'm actually kind of have to disagree with the two of you in that monkey's oh. probably one of my favorite characters. In the I show. never,
3: I never said, I never I said I disliked like her. I never said I disliked her as a character. I'm just saying she has isu- Like the character itself just has issues in terms of how she, it was written.
1: She has issues and never she can be that. preachy, but she, um, on the entire cast, she is probably the only one who is genuinely trying to do the right thing. And I can I can appreciate that. Yes, she she was taught by, by talking monkeys. But I mean, it doesn't mean you have to go around killing everybody, using talking monkey power. No, but
0: my thing is that like, she actually she's holier than thou for a a lifestyle she picked, and it's just like, eh. Mm. no.
3: But I'm like I was, but like I was saying, like I appreciate that this character has this optimism this positivity about her like,
1: that's in something this, I
3: appreciate
1: in this show that is otherwise so ugly and, exactly. and dark
3: yeah somebody yeah. has to have that positivity and optimism and
0: in this case it's monkey
1: right and so yeah.
0: yeah I will appreciate her character being a little bit different than everybody else other than just murder 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 mm.
1: and murder <laughs> death,
0: death, death death and <laughs> horrific well. death Perfect death.
1: Yes. But yeah, I I do agree with you. It was a very safe choice. I probably would have gone a little bit more experimental. But Caitlin is a very talented actress. Mm -hmm. She plays this role very well. uh, Just like Monica played the chicken very well. I mean, it's something that they've done a thousand times before. They'll probably do a thousand times from here on out. Uh, As long as it's done well, I mean, I can't really complain. But that having been said, I would probably have gone with a more a braver casting choice than going to the default.
3: See, again, this kind kind of goes back to my thing with Vic, where it's like because it's Vic, I had a feeling that a lot of this casting would be something that he's experienced and he knows about more than taking the risk of putting in actors he may not know as Gotcha.
2: That's my thought
3: process, so that makes some sense with some of the casting choices here. Yeah. And again, it surprises me with with other casting choices where he just decides to go outside of that,
1: right? So,
3: yeah. it, like going in the mind of the director and who he knows and how he's interacted with some people, it in cases like this make a lot of
0: sense to me.
1: Yeah, because if there's one actress who is whose worked with Vic Mignana multiple times, it's Caitlyn Caitlin Glass. Glass. Right.
0: They just work with each other. at the cycle. Yeah.
1: Yep. Alrighty. So, uh, keeping the cycle going. Let's move on to our next contender. We have Sumihiko Suji, uh, the Warrior of the Sheep. He's an old hey, man. It's me. Yes, he's a, my animal. He is an old man and a winner of a previous uh, competition for the Juni Tyson. Um, he, he.
0: He's Grandpa Go Boom Boom. He <laughs> is Grandpa. grandpa boom boom. G-
1: Grandpa, go boom, boom, We don't know if he has any special powers. Uh, he is very agile and fast, and he is an expert with explosives. Yeah. Um, the, reas- the reason the reason he boom. has rejoined the Junie Tyson for the second time in his career is because he didn't want his grandson to have to enter.
3: Yeah, it's, so. his story is very interesting because his wish after he won the Junie Tyson years ago was to never be a part of a Junie Tyson again. Mm-hmm. But then he himself decides to step back in so that way his grandson doesn't have to worry about going through all that. Because his grandson's still Okay, we said no
0: character deaths, right? Can we talk about how the guy won his Judy Tyson now? Can we please? He He blew up a space station (laughs) with everybody on board! That is
3: amazing! (laughs) I'm like, first of all, a Judy Tyson in space, I want to see that shit happen. Let's go. I feel like that'd be a much more entertaining
0: Judy Tyson. I would like to give props to the uh, animation studio and the sound directing team for not putting the sound of an explosion in space.
1: Nice.
0: (laughs) Space is a vacuum, and things don't go boom, boom in space.
1: Right. So anyways, yeah, he's the old man. He's doing this, so so his grandson doesn't have to compete, and he doesn't expect to win, but at least he's going to try to take out as many as he can as he...
0: If he's going to go down, he's going to go down swimming.
1: Right. So, anyways, um, what predictions did we have for the sheep?
0: Oh, uh, my safe prediction was Kent Williams. Ooh, okay. okay. My kind of out there prediction was uh, the Great Booze Cruise himself, Barry Andel. Oh, uh, I see. all right. And if you've wa- only if you've watched Token Rambu Hanamaru*, you know who, who the Great bu- the Great Booze Cruise is. Or he's everyone's favorite, uh, the great kazoo in a ring, uh, Zaruba. Zaruba! (laughs) Yeah! Um, Grandpa Zaruba! (laughs) Grandpa Zaruba! (laughs) Um, so fun, please, please imagine sword in the Jimmy (laughs) Tucket. God
3: damn it! So
0: funny, what's your animal? (laughs) Garo!
1: Yes! My animal, my animal is a steak the size of a child.
0: (laughs) And, so the, you're the and the largest plate of French fries you so will ever see. So Hardy. So what you're saying is he's the ox.
1: Possibly. He probably would be.
0: Okay. Anyway,
3: Steph. Go um, ahead. Borrowing. So uh, Jamal would agree with you on Barry Andel, Megan. Yay! But he. Uh, this is actually where he also put Mark Stoddard. Okay. And then what did Roots have? Roots went
0: with. Oh man. Did he also go furry
3: on top? No. He went with the mythical wizard himself, Damon Mills. <laughs> oh, that's
0: right. I remember this. It's <laughs> which, funny. Which, because yes. I can see that.
1: It's funny because I, too, gave a long shot to David Mills.
0: Yay! <laughs> Grandpa Yakov <Yucca> fan. <laughs> yes. But,
1: uh, but at the same time, I also played it really, really safe and cast R. Bruce Elliott in this role.
0: Okay. Hey. understandable.
1: Yeah. I mean, we complain about safe casting it. Look at us. We're doing the exact same thing.
0: Yes. So. I only did it for like one character, two characters.
1: Yeah. But anyways, we are all horribly, horribly wrong as usual. I'm okay uh,
0: with this though again.
1: hmm So Megan, who plays,
2: <laughs> who
1: plays the voice actor of the sheep?
2: I forgot. <laughs> you forgot who it was, huh? Yeah.
3: Surprise, motherfucker! Is it Shadon? It, is it Shadon Crazy Grandpa? No! It is. Oh, you know what you don't know?
1: You, no, no. It's no, no, Kenny no. Green.
3: Yeah, it's motto. Oh, fuck me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, remember, I, I don't know why I forgot it was Kenny Green. Yep. For some reason, I think it's because I thought it was... And I guess I'll say it with go. So, Just, okay? Say who he's played. Just, just go
1: away. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's also played. Uh, he's obviously played uh, Kureo Mato in Tokyo Ghoul. He was originally Rain Spider in Desert Punk, and he's also Old Man Fu in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, so, what did we think of his performance? Megan, start us off.
0: Ah, oh, sorry. Are you okay? Chewing on something for some. No, I decided I needed to chew on something. Oh. Um, Here's my thing, I actually thought it was fucking Mark Stoddard the entire <laughs> time. Really? Did you really? Yeah, I forgot it Even was Even though Mark Green. Stoddard no is way. the host of, is the MC of this entire thing? You know what, I, I actively wasn't, I don't know why I thought it was Mark Stoddard. Wow. For some reason it fucking reminded me of Mark Stoddard. Oh, wow. But I loved it, this was my favorite performance in the show. Oh my god. Um, it's my favorite male performance in the show. It's my favorite female, we haven't talked about yet, but you can guess By it now, yes. Um. But, uh, no, I loved it. Like, he was great as the wily old guy, as the wily old guy. He was great as the crazy younger version of himself. Like, he was a lot of fun. And I think he had, he had the most natural delivery when he was doing his inner monologues. Because his inner monologue wasn't really him monologuing about, uh, things that were, like, in his past and his emotions his monologuing was, how the fuck am I gonna get out of this? Like, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> his was like actual practical thinking. It felt realistic. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the least preachy of everybody and the least stagey. Um, I loved Grandpa Sheep. I loved Grandpa Go Boom Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of, originally I was kind of pissed. I was like, oh, great, I'm gonna hot one. Because everybody else's Zodiac is, except for the horse, maybe. And the, the Sorry, Michelle Rojas, but the snake and the dragon look like they got dumped out of a. They look like prom night dumpster babies. Oh Oh. no! Um. Everybody clap your hands! Clap
2: your hands! They do, though! They are the most fuck ugly characters! I'm sorry! But I'm so happy!
3: I'm sorry, I'm dying because of her voice, (laughs) too! Are you okay? No! Do you want to hurt me? No! I'm tempted to go talk this. I would be like, so this is
2: what someone said about your- Don't you it. dare, you whore biscuit! I'm not going
0: to. <laughs> but
2: I mean, please, you're please, gonna please, find out anyway. Anyway, go ahead, Steph. I'm, I
0: loved I loved it. Please cast Kenny Green as more crazy old men than more art modern. Artie, can you go while I try and recover, actually, please?
1: I'm trying to cover myself.
2: God damn it. <laughs> night. night dumpster, no. <laughs> baby. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh.
0: But, I'm proud of that one. That's going in a best of real one day. Anyway, God.
1: yeah, I'm with Megan. I think he was great. And these. Uh, it's very rare that we get to hear Kenny he be like a, a genuinely sweet old man when he's, you know, hanging out with his grandson and, and his family. And also, sort of the he was di- genuinely the Wily the old diable. Old man,
0: when he was debating on how to murder them all.
1: Yeah, it's sort of, sort of interesting to see him go from one scene to the next, um, because you know there is this Wily old man, but there, there's also this like you know genuinely sweet grandpa who's just doing it so his son doesn't have to compete, or a grandson rather and it's really interesting seeing him go back and forth between the two facets of his character
3: <sighs> I think I'm good you okay? you all right. So. for now okay. for now until I potentially break again <laughs> um, yeah this is very interesting performance because it's one of the first and probably few times I've ever heard Kenny Green as the as the nice old guy who has a little bit of pep in his step you know Mm-hmm. And his character is really interesting because his is the only one who's had previous experience with a Junie Tyson before. And he's...
2: <clears throat>
3: he's... <laughs> I hear Megan just cracking up. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing. <laughs> and um, yeah, like you guys are saying, like his inner monologue and his thoughts, a lot of it is he's fully aware that he is outgunned. He's outmatched. He's fully aware that there's a very high chance that he's not gonna win this one. And it's interesting because it kind of coincides with his backstory too where he's made peace with that. Like, he's lived a... He he even says... (coughs) He even says he's lived a long and happy life. So he's okay with putting himself out there for the sake of his grandson and if he dies at any point in time he's okay with that because he's lived this happy and fulfilling life so his character in general i think is the most interesting and dynamic of all of these only only because he's had the previous experience and he's the oldest contender among the group there and kenny green just performs it he's performing it beautifully in my opinion, I really enjoy it. I think this is one of my favorite performances as well from the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Grandpa Go Boom Boom is a big hit.
3: <laughs> we we had we had uh, Crazy Grandpa
0: and Jeremy Schwartz, and now we have Grandpa Go Boom Boom and Kenny Green. Uh, know, yeah, shine on Crazy Grandpa. Yeah. We, we have, don't forget we don't, have amazing don't, grandpas.
1: Don't forget Foxy Grandpa and JoJo's.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> Holy
1: shit! <laughs> Anyways, before we get any further Was side... Is that a
0: motherfucking Jojo's <laughs> rush? Yes it is,
1: Megan, now shut up. Uh, before, we, before we go any further uh, before we get any further sidetracked, let's move on to our next contestant. Um, we have Yoshimi Soma, the warrior of the horse. Oh
2: boy. Uh, he
1: is he is a former mercenary who has trained his body after a rather harrowing experience where he almost died, has trained his body to become the most resilient to where he's
0: horse of steel he's
1: the yeah force horse skin of steel uh he's, almost he's, impenetrable he's,
3: he's on some fucking steroids or some shit god damn right
1: big old boy um and also yeah, my zodiac sign which is the
3: most terrifying part yeah
1: <laughs> he
0: ate his weedies yes he, he eats his
1: weedies <laughs> yeah um so what uh predictions do we have for this horse
0: Look at this horse. This horse is amazing. No, he's not. He's a big bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's honestly a big bitch.
1: Yeah. He's kind of a big bitch. He's kind of a coward. Yeah. When <laughs> things are when things get tough, he runs and hides. Yep.
0: Uh, and then gets lectured by amazing. an emo kid. <laughs> yeah. Do not give him a lick. He does not taste like raisins.
1: Yes. This, a horse is a oh. horse, of course, of course. Yes. And only the rat Good talks lesson. to a horse, of course. Yes.
0: Anyway. Because that horse is being a little bitch, baby.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um... My predictions were the following, uh, Ian Sinclair. Ooh, okay. Alright. And Tyson Reinhardt. Okay. Interesting.
1: hmm
3: I don't really, I don't think I've really heard Tyson that often as the big burly character. hmm At least that I can recall. Uh, borrowing. Uh, jam- <laughs> God, you yeah, damn it, Roots. No. You know how we were talking about Crazy Grandpa?
1: Can he Did do it he again?
3: Roots for Jeremy Schwartz is sure?
2: the horse?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's great. Um, and then Jamal. Ooh, his are interesting, too. He had Jeremy Inman and David right. Wald.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
3: I could see David Wald. That'd be an interesting pick. Though I feel like Jeremy Schwartz would be a fun one. Honestly.
1: Yeah. I had one safe but unlikely guess in okay. Patrick Seitz.
2: Ooh uh, that And would
1: I al- I also had playing slightly against tight, but still fitting one Chris George.
2: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. That would have been great. But- Ooh. That Ooh. No, I mean
3: considering Vig as a director, it's not that much of a long shot to possibly pull Patrick in, I would think. Right. Which would be very interesting if that w- if that happened, but yeah. It's okay, because this is one of this one's one of the interesting casting choices to me.
1: Yes, uh, we are all wrong, and uh this is a brand new actor for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh his name is Randy E. Aguabor. Uh,
0: I know who he I is. I heard this yeah. before. Uh, he was in Garo, was he
1: not? Uh he is not in Garo. You're thinking of Ivan Hasso, probably.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. I swear I've heard him before. Yeah.
1: I know another name. Randy has been in Nambaka as Inori Hakai.
2: There it he's is. done.
1: Yeah, he was uh, Karim in Regalia. He was um, Torah Fuzar in Fairy Tale, uh, one of the uh, one of the demon monsters, and uh, and other than various other roles, that's basically it. So he's pretty much a brand new actor. Yeah, Nambaka is uh,
3: a... where I've heard the name
1: before. Yeah. Um, so, Horse doesn't speak all that much. What did we have to think about his few lines, uh, Megan?
0: He was a very convincing coward. Yeah. Yeah. He got down the I wanna run into ox. <laughs> My thing is that it, even as a character, horse is kind of the weakest character so far. Right. Um, in terms of motivations and and crap. So, yeah. I give him credit for being very convincing. Um, and I hope that this is a good starting place to see this guy cast more yeah. because I think that he did a great job and I would really like to see him do things. Mm-hmm. Other things.
1: Yeah. He's definitely got the voice for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, again, this, about-
3: is, this is one of the very interesting ones because, because he's much more of a fresher face and the likelihood of Vic knowing who this individual is is very, very slim. So, because this guy basically is no real major major credits to his name, so it's very interesting. I like it. I was convinced by him too, and I was convinced by the performance. But again, the fault is the character. Right. It's the a lot of the fault of the show is the character development and the writing for it, and in Horse's case, it's 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 kind of bad where it's i think his is some of the worst because he gets into a fight with Ox once escapes and then just flat out gives up and goes hiding in in probably like a bank or something it looked like it's it's that part of his character development not convincing but that's the fault of the writing of the character not on Ray not a, not on Mandy as a whole here um yeah. But Randy did play it very convincingly, because when he's mm-hmm. just sitting there cowering and freaking the fuck out, I'm like, you you all of a sudden see this big burly giant of a man just turn into like, yeah, a little wimpy kid or some kind. Well,
1: well, horses do spook easily.
3: That's true. Hey! That is true. Yeah. So right. that that trade is very true. And then right. he gets lectured by a fucking emo kid. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, that was great, where he, when Rats just pops in out of nowhere and lectures him and just- How did you get in here? Night. You know how rats are. Yeah. They get I also- crack. I also-
0: There's a crack in here? I
3: also love that uh, it seems like Rat is reading his mind, which I don't believe we've heard what his talent is quite yet. I believe it's killing all. No, no, no. I mean, like, his special ability. Which if which if oh, he's rats, which if yeah. he's able to like read minds, I'm not gonna be fucking surprised by the yeah. sound.
0: I know what rats is and it's fucking dumb. Yay!
3: <laughs> it's reading minds, isn't
1: it? No, no spoilers. No spoilers. Oh
3: boy, but um, I'm not telling you what it is. Yeah, Randy is very convinced. Was very convincing both as the tough burly guy mm-hmm. and the coward. It's right.
0: I want to see him play a badass. I now. do yeah. too.
3: Like give him a like a big badass gruff character. That would be amazing. I want to well, see, he was, wanna see he what he Well, he
1: was he was kind do. of that. He w- was kind of that way in fairy tale, but I don't think you girls got to that point.
3: What
0: point the, was um, it?
1: Um,
0: it was somewhere during Tartarus. Tartarus. Tartarus yeah,
1: no, yeah.
3: I dropped that shit a while ago. <laughs> I I couldn't catch up. I'm like, Fuck I'll get I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever get back to it. It's the same thing with One Piece. I got stuck with one arc and then I was done. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, um, but I agree. I agree. Yeah. I want to see Randy do more roles, and I hope that this is a springboard for yeah, him to uh, to play more big, burly, manly characters like I'm fond of. So,
2: are manly right. types.
1: Yes, many manly parts.
3: <laughs> I forgot who's next. Oh no.
1: <laughs> okay, next uh, is interesting. We ooh. actually have a, a pair of characters next. We have. <laughs> Do, do, Na-
2: do, do, do,
0: do. We
1: have Nagayuki Sumita, the dragon, and we have Takayasu Sumita, the serpent. Twin brothers who uh, fight as a team and
0: and look like they got shot out of their mom's ass. <laughs> <laughs> God damn yeah, it.
1: Megan does not like them very much. So
0: they're just not. Yeah, they're just kind
1: of
2: ugly.
0: They're
1: twin brothers who. Uh, who, um, fight as a team with twin flamethrowers and
3: Wait, that does, is... does Dragon have a flamethrower? I thought it was only Snake. He's got an ice.
0: Yeah. Ah. They're fire and ice. That's the, that's the deal.
1: Ah, with I two. see. Okay. So yeah, that's what they're.
0: Because Nisi Onsen is so clever, guys.
1: Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, who did we have predictions for Dragon and Snake?
0: I do, and I'm gonna read the second ones I had first, cause uh, I need you two to sit down for the first. Oh predictions. no! <laughs> okay. So other than being them both being whacked by the ugly stick, mm-hmm. um, for one prediction for the uh, for the serpent, I had Greg Ayres. Oh, okay. okay. And for the dragon, I had Dallas Reed. Is if Greg and Dallas would be a pair of twins? Mm-hmm. Ah. I can't believe I did this other one because I'm gonna get smacked when I see Stephanie and my boss remember <sighs> what the this? Fuck do You do. But Damon and Alejandro
3: Well I mean they are hus- husband bros.
0: <laughs> Husbandros. They are husband yeah, bros. Uh, Damon was the serpent and Alejandro was the dragon. Mm, okay. I can kinda see it. Damon Mills and Allah And if you don't know who we're talking about Damon Mills and Alejandro saw because I am a clever little asshole.
3: <laughs> I mean I can see it happening. Um Borrowing. So, Roots had Greg and Dallas too, but he put Greg as the dragon and Dallas as the snake. Okay. So opposite of what Megan had, and so you, you can
0: tell me and me and Roots bounced off each yes.
3: other. Yes. <laughs> and then what Jamal decided to do is he had two for each. However, how he did it, they're interchangeable. Um, Alejandra Saab and Howard Wang. Okay. So I can see that too. If if one was, I could probably see. I still probably see Alejandro as the dragon and probably Howard as the snake, but there's a flaw in terms of the snake, though. And I know Hardy will mention that in a second.
1: Yeah. Um, These two I really didn't even try. (laughs) I really didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's interesting is who is actually playing the dragon and snake. (laughs) Yes, it is. I like
2: it. I like
1: it. Dragon is played by Clifford Chapin. And Serpent is played by Matt Shipman.
0: Brothers from another Crazy mother. Basically, yes.
1: Yes. yes. Uh, interestingly enough, we have not heard Matt Shipman act up to this point, so we cannot comment on it. Yeah, uh, but,
3: but, we do, but we are aware Sorry, in the release, though, that it is Matt.
1: Right. Uh, as for Clifford, you've heard him in shows such as Assassination Classroom. Uh, he's obviously Katsuki Bakugo in My Hero Academia. Uh, his first... I'm trash! His cool. very his very first role was in uh Good Luck Girl aka Ben Bogambiga and he is most recently well he's also um what is another big famous role of his
3: Connie Springer he did He's Connie
1: Springer in, in Attack on Titan that's correct and,
3: and, he and so about this say, you're going to go over Matt's roles real quick even though
1: yeah, we haven't heard Matt speak yet, but uh, his role—he was, um, let's see here—he's
3: in Ghost. Yep, he's, he, yeah, he's, he's the, the main he's, character. He's Kujo he's, and Gosick. Yes,
1: Kujo and Gosick. He is Hideo Sotamura in Classroom of the Elite. Uh, he is um, Izumi Hayato in the dub for My Wife Is a Student Council President, mm-hmm. which hasn't actually come out yet, I don't think. And he's also in Yu-Gi-Oh. If yeah,
3: Yu Gi Oh! Art V, I believe. Right. If you can fucking
0: believe it.
1: <laughs> okay. And, like I mentioned, we haven't heard Matt speak yet, so we can't really comment on him. But, uh, what. Did...
0: I'm gonna make this really quick. Cliff was a douchebag sounding douchebag in this show. He's only had two lines. That's it. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yes. Uh. uh
1: Stephanie, what do you have to say
0: <laughs> about Cliff? Um. Yeah. That his character looks like a prom night dumpster baby. God damn it. Fetus with I'm a flamethrower. I'm
2: gonna
0: fucking Tur- beat Turtle you. power. Turtle power! <laughs> Turtles in a half shell. No. Fetus with a flamethrower. Turtle power.
3: No. Um
0: I mean, this
3: this character dragon is basically a less angry Bakugo in a sense. Less angry and more Smug cunning. <laughs> that's basically what this character is. And. Mm-hmm. Smugugo. And when voice actors play against type, that's awesome to me. Because. Nine times out of ten, Cliff plays like the doofy kind of. Positive thinking kind of characters. Minus Bakugo! Mm-hmm. And I think Bakugo is probably one of the first times where we've seen him go against that. His, that normal type. So. It's always a joy when I get to- I mean, this goes for, like, others like Chuck Huber and a few other people. I love it when voice actors get to play against type, and This is one of the situations here with Cliff.
0: Um, I just find- I just want to hear him actually do the- do the character. Fucking show as and put them in based anywhere Based on
3: yet. the end- like, the end preview for episode six, there's a good chance- They're in episode
0: seven and eight. I about to say, yeah. I've been yeah, told
3: that episode- Because two- the- because the next two episodes are going to be focused on the two of them. Which will be very interesting because we'll finally get to hear Matt, <laughs> but um, I I just kind of find it funny that the it's an interesting choice to put the two of them together as these twins,
2: mm-hmm. to
3: me, I mean one because they're pretty much from what I can tell they're pretty much fucking best friends at life in life it's great, but and they worked together quite a bit lately because I in, on the directing writing step front because they were the directing writing team for New Game too, and. I just really enjoy that combination and find it again, similar to who the fuck was it? Randy. We were just talking about it. similar to Randy. It's interesting casting on Vic's part. Mhm. So, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I like where it's going and the choices that were here, but obviously the, we haven't seen enough of them. We have
1: to hear more. We have yeah. to
3: have more, which I'm excited for the next two episodes
0: because we'll get yeah, more. Yeah, because it is just about yes, that. it's going to
3: be primarily centered around the two of them. So, one, we get to hear more of Cliff, but two, we also get to finally hear Matt, and three, we get to hear the two of them play off of each other, which I'm very excited for, and I'm curious to know how that's going to sound. But, yeah. in regards to Cliff, at least, I think it's a great choice. Like, I, like, let's face it, the man is a troll in real life, <laughs> and he'll probably admit that himself, because he fucks with everyone? <laughs> Um, like, he's just, like, screwing, screwing up, screwing around. It's, it's great. Um, but I think it's a great choice to really have him get a chance to be that more cunning individual, that more cunning and kind of.
0: Not necessarily. Only the show wasn't taking a freaking day and a half to get there. Not necessarily
3: a slimy individual, because I don't think Dragon, from what I can tell, isn't like a slimy individual, but at least very cunning.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, we can't really make too much of a judgment call because we have heard so very little from both of them as of now. So, and what's funny is that the day we're recording this is like the day right before the episode is supposed to drop. So.
0: Pretty much. two
3: days. I think two days. Yeah, because yeah. Tyson's on Wednesdays, right?
1: It's on Thursdays yeah, actually. Yeah,
3: Tyson. Oh.
1: oh so I forget what day it is. No, it's Wednesdays. Okay, Wednesdays, yeah. Well, we're two days beforehand, but uh, Yeah,
3: it's Wednesday. Um, I so ha- anyways, I, have, I have the press release pulled up just in case so I can remember who's who.
1: We will have a more dedicated opinion when we get to hear them on Wednesday.
3: <laughs> yeah. But so. as of right now, it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic and interesting casting to, yes. ch- to choose them to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Moving on from the two to probably the most. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I call him. I love this character. Oh, God. What the fuck did I call him? I think I called him Chippendales or yes. whatever. Uh, no. Farley. Farley. You called him Farley. <laughs> Farley. His name. No, just Farley. You called him Ooh. Farley. His name is now Farley. I don't care. Don't at me in the comments. Bite me. All right. <laughs> His name is Farley now.
1: Who is probably the most interesting design wise. Uh-huh. We have simply going by Usagi or the rabbit. Yup. Um, Warrior of the rabbit. He dresses in what can only be described as a stripper outfit with overalls a bow tie, and a massive bunny tail on the back. He
3: has the largest fucking pom-pom yeah. I've ever seen on his ass. It's his bo- yeah. Oh
1: my god! His... <laughs> oh no! Uh, he is easily the strangest combatant in oh, the god, tournament. By by far.
0: Farly. Yes.
1: And uh, his special ability is he's actually a necromantist. Mm-hmm. He can Resurrect? Not
0: a necromancer, a necromantic. Correct.
1: He has the power to bring back the dead, and use them as, as his zombie slaves. So fighting him is basically fighting a huge army, which is uh, not good.
3: Which they kind of and... made that
0: very clear in the opening too.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and so
0: now I just keep hearing the music from the the old SNL sketch. By the way, <laughs>
1: everybody's working for the weekend.
0: Oh god! Just I so, so, just somebody want, needs to make an AMV montage <laughs> to Farley killing people set to everybody's working for the weekend. Nice, <laughs> nice.
1: Anyways, Megan, did you have any uh, predictions for the rabbit?
0: Yes, because I am easy. Um, so my predictions for the rabbit were Joe McDonald or Eric Vale because they're both good at playing crazy people.
1: Okay. Um,
0: okay. Look. I'm gonna say it right now, I did not go for the obvious choice in picking Jerry Jewel or Austin Tyndall. One, Jerry Jewel plays every psycho in Funimation. Two, if you've watched the Japanese The Rabbit is played by uh, is played by Nobu- Nobuhiko Okamoto, who is usually masked up to Austin Tyndall characters, such as Karma from Assassination Classroom. And um What's his nuts from Snow White with the red hair?
2: Oh
0: the ninja, uh, ninja oh, karma. Obi? Obi. Obi, yeah. Yeah. He's Obi and Karma, so I'm just trying to avoid that. Okay,
1: Uh, Stephanie, uh, did you borrow... some? Oh, you actually had one for this one.
0: I did have this.
3: This is the only other one I had an actual prediction for, because again, I was spoiled for pretty much everything else. So, I watched the first episode of the show in the Japanese, and when I watched Usagi, I had the strangest vibe off of this guy and my mind went you know what be funny and you know what i really hope happens because my brain went towards first basket but also (laughs) but also i also went rail (laughs) tracer. yep i had jerry jewel jerry jewel was my only prediction I was like Jerry Jewel or Buss, because this may be an obvious prediction. It may be the safe choice, but it'd be the funniest fucking shit I would ever see. And I'm not the only one, because Jamal had Jerry Jewel, too. Uh, but he also he also went with Austin Tindall and Damon Mills. So Jamal went the obvious route, but he also had Damon in there. Damon would have been fucking awesome, though. Yeah. Side note. And then I think Roos was playing against Type, because he had Ian Sinclair. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm yeah, like, oh, um, let him go crazy. That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, you know I, I, I did low hanging fruit, and my main predict, my own prediction was only Jerry and Jewel. It it can only be Jerry and Jewel. I accept no other answers. She went to
0: Jerry. <laughs> I went to Jerry.
1: I uh, I also picked the low hanging fruit. I admit it.
0: I'm disappointed in every single one. No, of them. Well, I was Jerry uh,
3: Jewel. I'm Jerry Jewel or bust on this one because I'm like yeah. I have I accept no other options on this.
1: Well, here's the thing, Megan is that both of us were right. It is indeed. I know you're both right. It is indeed.
0: Be smug.
1: Jerry Jewel is the voice of the rabbit. Uh, you have heard him My obviously dream came as the true. <laughs> as the uh, as the um, the rail tracer in Bakuno, as Kyo in Fruits Basket. Uh, as Barry, the chopper in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and the original series as well, he's played his fair show. Oh, and of course, Victor Nikiforov from Yuri on Ice.
0: The the greatest psychopath. Ever, yes, Victor Nikiforov. Yes. Yuri, Yuri, I'm going to chop you into pork cutlet. <laughs> and I just made the baby Gigi Oh no. Not the baby Jesus, the baby Jesus.
1: No. Alright, so what did we have to think about this very typecast and obvious performance, guys?
0: My, my It'd dream be great if this cool. guy, you know, put together a full fucking, if Farley put together a sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Farley, Farley doesn't, Farley doesn't speak words. Far, okay, he, he does. He words, but, but not really coherent sentences. Yeah, Farley doesn't speak coherent. He,
1: his his oh. language is mincemeat.
0: Yes. Yeah, yes. That's a terrible joke, but it works.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: His language is is just. Did he try? He attack, but he also attack. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: No. He, um, he he attack, he protect, but he dress fine as heck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he don't protect. He attack. He attack, and he attack more. Yep. But um, I don't think it's a bad performance. It's just mint meat, and it's just... Well, he's, he's like a Hot Topic's wet... <laughs> um. Oh, boy. Farley's, Farley's kind of a Hot Topic girl's wet dream, just, just saying. Um. And if you write that as the, like, the Dragon Ball thing saying, I hate you. Um. But... Uh I wish that Farley actually talked a little more so I could get a better gauge in this performance. It's Jerry Jewel doing a psycho. Um honestly, if it's not up to rail tracer levels, uh I'm a little disappointed. So right. uh but it's it is what it is. It's it's mince meat.
1: Mm-hmm. Stephanie, what did you have to say?
0: It's exactly what you expect. It's, it's
3: my dream came true. <laughs> <laughs> I was all for Jerry Jewel playing this character. I would hear no other option. Thank you, Vic, for making my dream come true. Uh, <laughs> no, but this is exactly again. This is exactly what I expected this character to be. Because let's face it, Jerry Joel can play some crazy motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He, he's well, he he of is, it. he is openly when we interviewed him or when we went to his panel. Uh, yeah. Um, he said he likes he it. likes he, you know he's such a chill you know relaxed, laid back. That
0: man is on like constant laid back level.
1: Yeah, and so so when he gets to play against Ty, he he enjoys it. He's like, yeah, it's cool being evil sometimes. I
2: remember him saying that. In that exact tone of
0: voice, by the way, everybody. He's such a sweetheart. It's
3: great. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, like, (laughs) there's not really much more for me to say. He's a crazy Mm -hmm. motherfucker and is exactly what I hoped. I mean, I do agree with Megan. I wish we could hear more of it. And we can also hear him yeah. make co- actual, logical, complete sentences. Coherent
0: noises. But
3: Usagi is a very interesting character in itself. He, Usagi kind of talks like this. Usagi doesn't make sense, which is fine. Yeah. Usagi's like, do you want to be my friend? Yeah,
1: be I'm my sorry friend. I lied to you.
3: Be my friend. <laughs> but be um, yeah, Yeah, I... I Love, love this performance. Another one of my favorites from the show. It may be an obvious and safe choice, yes, and the low-hanging fruit, but I I don't care. I don't care. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I I still have to reserve judgment until we do get to hear him speak in full-length sentences and not just gibberish, Mm -hmm. but from (laughs) what I've heard, he pulls off the crazy psychopath very, very well. And only the, w- Jared, and only you're the
0: way. are you a crazy psychopath? No. Yeah.
1: But anyways, yeah, it's it's a really really fun role, and I, I hope we hear it. more of it. Speaking of really really fun roles, let's move over to our next competitor.
2: Oh lord.
1: We have Kanae Ira, the warrior of the tiger.
0: My wife. <laughs>
1: her her power is getting really really tanked. And somehow that makes her super strong. She
0: that I, She's a woman after Hardy's own heart. Oh, that yes.
3: I did not expect. I thought she was just getting drunk off her ass just for the sake of it.
0: <laughs> I like her, her first instinct during all this. Oh, we gotta fight each other. Is that a fucking liquor store?
3: Shh. No, but yeah, like her. Is that a JoJo's reference? Her ability yep. is interesting. Yeah,
1: honestly. she has the drunken style. Meaning the more she drinks, the stronger she gets. But it obviously impairs her judgment. But she gets the most drunk off of human blood.
3: Yeah, that part like was like, whoa, that's my
0: fetish. Like,
1: whoa. Yeah,
0: it was interesting. Not really, mom. Please don't think I'm weird. Yeah.
1: So, did we have any predictions, Megan?
0: Yes, I had two predictions, okay. and they were kind of out there. Um, my first prediction was Michelle Rojas, mm-hmm. and my second prediction was Jeannie uh, Torado. Oh, really? That'd be interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie what did you have to say Did you have to borrow from someone
3: I'm stealing for the rest of the night That was it um, yeah. yeah when we got to Usagi that was it I'm stealing for the rest of the night uh, So Roots had Jade Saxton What Yeah Hey at this
0: point what can't
3: Jade Saxton I know, right? do True True. And then Looks like Jamal has four But the ones that I think would make the most sense Would be Morgan Garrett's Mm-hmm. And
1: Probably Felicia and Jill. Okay. I uh I went with Michelle Rojas on this one. I'm with Megan. Michelle That's would who
3: be a I good choice, can. actually. Yay.
1: Oh yeah. I've kind of wanted to hear Michelle play at Old Drunk, so that would uh that'd be fun to listen to. I um, mean
3: we got relatively close in New Game, but Yeah. I haven't seen New Game. New
0: game okay. is great. She's phenomenal.
1: Especially that ending scene in the last season where <laughs> the
0: Don't spoil it. I won't. Oh, new game. I miss you.
1: (laughs) Anyways, uh, once again, we're all wrong.
0: Not you, Mom! (laughs) Uh,
1: Playing uh, the tiger is our good friend Colleen Clinkenbeard. Uh, Obviously, you've heard her as the voice of Urza Scarlet in Fairy Tail, Riza Hawkeye in Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and she's also uh, my waifu, uh, Momo Yagirozu, in My Hero Academia, among other, several other um, uh, very prominent roles. Again, uh,
3: if we know anything from My Hero,
0: they are all best girl.
1: They are all best girl, but some are just a little
0: bit better than others. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I too am a really, really big fan of... Of Toru <laughs> Oh
3: god That crazy
0: motherfucker
3: Ooh, I
0: can't wait to hear
3: that Not Toga Oh Toga to- What? To- ha- to- to- Toru
1: Visible girl
3: Oh Hagakure yeah. Okay yes, I, the I remember them her by her last names. name That's my problem
1: My bad oh. I remember mm-hmm. her as
3: Hagakure Not Toru
0: Fleb.
1: Yes Yes The invisible mom As Megan calls her
0: Nice mom. Yeah, I yes. thought you were talking about Toga. I'm like,
1: oh, no. Anyways, back on the subject at hand. Um, so Megan, what did you have to think about Drunk Colleen?
2: I freaking loved her! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I loved her! Connie is so good! I, she's my favorite overall performance in the show. Um, I just love when you first meet her, she's like, Grandpa, I know you're in the bushes! <laughs> Yeah, like, perp she's just so pl- you perp get out of the bushes like i like how she does drunk like drunk valley girl <sighs> she's like i ain't even tanked like she's like the girl at the college bar telling grandpa boom boom to put another shot on the <laughs> table um and she also has one of my other favorite lines in the show it's like are you doing that weird ninja class Yes. It's
1: like, what, why are there wait? four of her, you? You
0: see her vision, and you just wait, see it, like the first time her that? drunk vision makes. How'd you do that? Like, I'm so can. Please, like, Colleen, quick, give play more alcoholics, please. <laughs> like, they're the best. Um, it's just so lovely and perfect, and it's. I'm I'm so happy whenever I hear her play those characters. They're just so good. <laughs> Uh, but no, she's the standout of the whole show for me, honestly. I can't wait to see where her character goes. Because the first time you really, you hear her in episode three, actually. But it's like one no, line. Two. It's
1: like literally one word.
0: She, where she talks about going to the, where she talks about going to get the booze. Um, But I think she was fantastic in that just one part. And I was like, ooh, I want to know more about you. Mm-hmm. I want to know what, what you like, person. Mm-hmm.
1: What, what What she's drinking, I want to know.
0: The hard oh, that's stuff. True. That's what she's drinking.
1: Yeah, Stephanie, what do you think?
3: I think it's great too. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's interesting. It's usually, from what I can tell, it's interesting and usually a challenge to pull off a convincing drunk. Colleen pulls it's off a so of convincing drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think I can pull that off. Mostly because I've never really been drunk before. Uh. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, cause I'm a huge baby when it comes to alcohol. Um, yeah.
0: Hardy tried to get us drunk at a fest. Tried. I, think I just, I just have like once. a
3: better. I just, I just say no <laughs> compared yeah. to everybody else. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. I'm good, fam. Right. I don't like drinking, honestly. Um, not a fan of it. But uh, yeah, she plays a co- very, very convincing drunk. It made me question whether she actually was drinking in the booth. <laughs> And if she was, then my God,
0: Colleen, I got your good shit. If she did, then my God, she's probably
1: got. She, please tell
0: me that she probably keeps th- like a. F- no, it's like please tell prob- me Vic drove you home. <laughs> you
3: didn't drive home that day, Colleen.
1: She probably keeps a, like a fifth of Drambuie in the in the booth right there. Oh
0: Lord!
1: Probably um, while she's directing, you know, to help dull the pain of bad performance. <laughs>
0: Oh, no! Like, that that line
1: read, could you do it, like, a few more times? Thanks.
0: No.
3: No. No. Colleen is professional. She's not gonna pull that.
0: (laughs) I know, I'm joking. I know, we're all joking. But, yeah, she's... Sabbath. I... I,
3: What the fuck, Sabbath? Unfortunately, Tiger, we still don't know an extreme, extreme amount about her. She's one of the few characters we don't know... We don't have any kind of backstory for as of now.
2: Mm -hmm. Um...
3: But I'm curious to know what her deal is. She has my, my, she's piquing my curiosity. And her ability, it's one of the weirder ones. Mm-hmm. But it's also very interesting and in how it gets, w- how it got w-
0: revealed. She can fillet a man How like a it fish. got
3: revealed too. I'm just like, where did that fucking come from? It came from like left field, but it was, but it worked so well. Coming out of left field and how it was explained, I'm like, damn, okay.
1: I want that ability.
3: That'd be (laughs) you would
0: like that ability to get drunk and suddenly grow claws. You would want that ability.
1: Yeah, no, I I thought it was hilarious. Just um, and I I I do want to see now that we've heard drunk Colleen, now we have to hear hungover Colleen. Because oh. that's gonna be an interest. That's gonna be fun in and of itself. Colleen, i need,
2: we you need to, to hear. It. We need I to need
3: hear hungover
0: to... Colleen and sober Colleen. At least for this show, we need to hear sober Colleen.
1: Right. Yes.
0: It's like Colleen. I need you to channel every single night of college, in your life. Right. Go. <laughs> potentially.
2: No,
1: or better yet, just come in at seven in the morning <laughs> and record. Oh
2: no.
1: Ugh. Yeah. No, I thought it was hilarious. So, yeah. Hopefully, we get to hear more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we got two. Left, oh, right? We have two left. Yeah, Yay! we're we're making finally making progress through it. Uh, we are moving on to probably one of the strongest contenders in the competition. We have Eiji Kashi or the uh, the Warrior of the Ox. Um, he is a world-renowned soldier, often viewed as probably the one-man army. And
3: what was the nickname that he was
0: given? I forget. Uh, the Eternal Slayer, or some shit. Mm. Natural
2: Basic Slayer, or something some like slayer.
0: that. Yeah, the Natural Worn there Slayer. There it
1: is. Yeah. Simple, simply put, uh, his power is being a total badass.
0: Basically. Yeah. I
3: don't. I don't think <laughs> powers, we know if he. I don't know, I don't think we know if he has like a specific specific ability yet. As of right now, though. Right.
0: My is blocked, but he's a yeah.
2: badass.
1: Right. He cuts columns in half. Yeah. Or entire buildings yeah
3: he he made it, a big burly man go cry in a corner <laughs> himself and yeah like dude this man is
0: this he pee himself,
1: right, and so uh he and also I think those horns are real,
0: you know what going by the rest of the show i wouldn't I, I wouldn't put, wouldn't that past
1: so. yeah, right, his huge ox horns come out from the side of his head um. So, uh, predictions. Uh, Megan, what did you have?
0: I did two. Uh, I had Ian Sinclair and Chris Guerrero. Because he came off as like a big stoic, uh, big stoic-y type with a deep voice. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Stephanie, who did uh, you borrow from?
0: So, let's see.
3: (coughs) For the Ox, Roots actually had Chris Rager. Okay. I can see that. And then, Jamal had... Three, but out of the three that I that he has I could probably see Rico Fajardo fitting this one the most honestly out of his three
1: Hmm. frankly I don't think I even made a um a prediction for them to be perfectly honest I know that he's a major character but he just didn't stand out to me in the first episode so I think I'm gonna pass it on uh and uh actually you were right Megan um uh, who actually is playing uh, the Ox is indeed Ian Sinclair.
3: Yay, me. I mean, and, it makes sense. Let's face yeah.
1: it. In addition to be, being Gigi's husbando, uh, you've also heard him in such roles as Dallas Genoard from Bacono. Um, he is the voice of Toriko in Toriko. Most famously, he is Space Dandy. and uh,
0: Dallas the eternal fuckboy Genoard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and more let's say oh he was zaprinfro reprising his role as zaprinfro in the new season of blood blockade Battlefront. and i think the fall.
3: and i think the role that kind of equates this to me a little bit that i kind of want to bring up Groschler from Aka 13
0: that's exactly what i was thinking cuz of the hair
3: like the not just the hair but like some of the personality too honestly
2: mm-hmm, it makes very a lot stoic.
3: Of sense yeah, yeah it
0: makes a lot of sense
1: mm-hmm. so opinions megan what did you have to say
0: um, I enjoyed what I could, I, what I've heard so mm-hmm. far. Um, I think that we haven't gotten that much of a chance to really get to know him.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. So I wonder what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. We have.
0: With this character. Yeah. I really kind of hope he gets to an emotional place. Right. Honestly, like, I want to see this guy break down and cry.
1: Because right now like, he's just... I want to see the
0: facade break. Because
1: right now he is stone-faced. I want to see that
0: man... Yeah, I want to see that man crumble. And I really hope... And I know Ian can do that, which is why he, out of all the characters we really haven't seen, gives me a lot of hope. So, mm-hmm.
1: right. Stephanie, what do you have to... What do you have to say?
0: What do I have to do? What?
3: <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's 9.30 at night. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like it. Like immediately, I if I had the chance to make a prediction, I probably might have possibly put Ian here. It's I don't want to call it a safe choice, but it kind of can be deemed as a safe choice. But at the same time, it kind of can't be because Grossler is a thing that exists. But um, it's very interesting. He similar to Aka. He's fantastic with these stoic characters. It's playing a little bit out of type for him. And I enjoy that a lot. And seeing Ian Sinclair is a motherfucking badass is always a lot of fun, too. Let's face it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But,
3: like Megan, I do want to see some emotional breaking point for him.
2: because
3: yeah. yeah, I want to see this yeah. crumble. Because right now, this character has been consistently stoic and nothing else. So obviously considering how the show's been going so far, there has to be more to this character.
1: You want to there see the to. Gary Stu facade fail. Kinda Cause yes. right now he is a bit of an unstoppable mm-hmm. force. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I agree with it uh, to me. It's a serviceable performance. Um, because we've heard so many great performances from Ian Sinclair, where he's able to just go absolute nutballs and just be entertaining as heck. Um, Hearing him go stoic for the ox, it's appropriate, and yet it's kind of disappointing considering what we know Ian is capable of. And so I think you're right. I hope we do get to a point to where his whole facade crumbles and we get to see the human inside of him, if there is something, if there is such, if he's not just an emotionalist robot. Yeah,
3: I get what you're saying with
0: it being like robo-cow. (laughs) Robo-cow. I I, set to terminate. I get what
3: you're you're saying, Hardy, with it being like a little bit disappointing. But uh, I imagine that's more on the character,
1: right? Yeah, he is a very
3: again. These characters aren't the best written thing. Yeah, they're not. They're not something to write home about, unfortunately.
1: Right. It's less the actor, more the character's fault, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. All right. Well, that covers that. So now we move on to our final contestant, uh, oh, man, S- S- Sugiyoshi Sumino, the Warrior of the Rat.
3: He's an emo our kid. Our emo kid of the <laughs> show.
1: <laughs> Who likes to purposefully break his iPhone as soon as he gets it because it looks so metal. Um,
0: I don't understand damn, that. Millennials. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like what? His 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 armor also bothers me. It looks so. Dumb.
1: <laughs> the dumb little mouse ears on the side of his of his helmet.
0: It's like, hur, hur, I'm a rat."
1: But we do not know of his true powers as of yet, but we know that
0: We just know he's in high school and he hates it. He, he's
1: high school, he's he's an ebo brat and he has a way of getting into places where he shouldn't get be able to get into and reading people and learning things about people that he shouldn't know. Yep. Which
0: he sent horses sanity to the glue factory <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyways, um predictions uh, Megan, who did you have?
0: I had two mm-hmm. uh, my two big predictions uh, my second choice was Austin Tyndall because austin Tyndall uh a lot of as as much as we did Ian Sinclair as Grossler, I had G notice on the mind. Okay. Right. because that is the. S- I too would like to listen to the smooth dulcet tones of Austin Tyndall today <laughs> Austin Tyndall uh, being an emo kid but my main prediction to go a little bit out there was Steven Sanders ah, okay. oh okay okay Steven Sanders can do very quiet mellow laid back people as much as he can do the big wacky doof walls. yeah he can he's capable of it
1: yeah. Uh, Stephanie, who did you who did Roots and Jamal have?
0: Roots also
3: had Austin Tindall.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and so did Jamal, actually. But what's another one that Jamal has that I could probably see? Actually, you know what would be interesting? One of the ones that Jamal has? Mm-hmm. Dave Trosco.
1: Huh. He doesn't really play a lot of high school characters.
3: Not often, but um, I think he can manage it if he really wanted to.
1: Yeah, he was a younger character in Laughing Under the Clouds, if I remember correctly. He
3: was also a high school character in Orange.
1: Right, right. Uh, I'm. I had to go with the flow. I also picked Austin Tindall, but I also, also had backups of it, going in different directions. I had Clifford Chapin and Howard Wang in three different, three different positions. Well, no, three different directions. Sorry, but you know, I those were my three were Austin Tindall, Clifford Chapin, and Howard Wang. That would
3: be um, interesting for all for different reasons. Right. Though, out of the three, aside from the low-hanging fruit nose Austin Tindall, I could see Cliff pulling it
1: off. Right. But lo and behold... I like what, this one! We are always, because we heard him <sighs> in so many black magic wizard roles... <laughs> yep.
2: This is weird. We, it's weird. When he
1: finally gets a chance to play a normal-sounding character using his average voice... They cast Damon Mills.
0: Or near his average voice. They cast
1: Damon Mills.
0: His actual normal speaking voice. His first, technically.
1: No, he was Jugo. Remember, Jugo, Juzo. Right. Jugo, Jugo. Yeah, he he was Jugo Jugo and Nanbaka, and he is a lot of things now. Takami and Sugigakire. He's Grandpa Yakov and Yuri on Ice. (laughs) Yuri.
2: Uh,
0: Yori, and he's also Nemo. Nemo. Damn it! He got real. Yep, because we just recorded that the other day.
2: Ooh, hippie! I've
0: been the only one, and what was worse was I was the only person on recording who had got to it. And about an hour later, I just get to, what the fuck was that, David (laughs) Nemo? My reaction, because I because I watched episodes five and six afterwards. I'm like, why? What the fuck? My only reaction. I had two things going on in my mind at this point. One, I fucking told you. Two, Zen, would you update your damn secret Santa already? I can say that because this will be out after she gets her present. Gotcha. So I hope you enjoyed your present, which is my hero, Outlaw Star in a t-shirt.
1: Nice. But anyways, um, so, uh, were you so used to hearing the wizard, so how does it feel? It's so weird. How does it feel, Megan, hearing Damon in a normal-sounding role for once? (laughs)
3: Well
0: hold on. To, I'm to be fair. I'm to sorry. be fair. Suki Gaki raised a bit like, more of his no. normal
3: register as well. Yeah, to Suki be...
0: Gaki raised a little bit more actually to yes. his normal voice. Uh no, but before I continue, really quickly. So I posted Fetus with the flamethrower, Turtle Power, <laughs> in the chat. Andrew replies back, I'm scared. And Ruth just replies back. Norman Redis and the Funky Fetus. <laughs>
3: Oh, God damn it. <laughs>
0: Fucking hell. There, there's- st- <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Anyway, then there was personal drama. No, but this was weird because it's so weird to listen to David Mills be like an angry emo high schooler who looks like he shouts at the Hot Topic- a, a mix between the Hot Topic and the Aeropostale <laughs> And, like, breaks his iPhone because he doesn't think it's metal enough and he wants to, like, get shot to prove that it's bulletproof. It was really great. It's just a shame that he's fucking annoying as a character. Mm. But uh, anyway, it's- it's- it's a- it's a really good performance. It's very strong, and as much as it's really cool to cast Damon Mills in weird things where he does wacky shit with his voices, I kind of want more, like, high schooler, like, normal stuff. Cause I think for us, whenever he's actually doing stuff like this, that's weird! It's not him doing, like, Nemo yeah. and Yakov. That's just normal I think point. we've
3: gotten to the point where we're so used to him being these out-there characters where it's, like, because it's, I would say this, Tsuki Akirei, and maybe to an extent, actually, Jugo from Nanbaka is the closest to his normal register that we've ever seen him.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, do you have any th- uh, further thoughts, Stephanie?
3: I like it. I like uh-huh. it a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, it's a little bit weird to see Damon actually perform in his normal register, and I mean, this 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 child is emo is all well. get out. Um, I think this might be the first time we really see him play an emo high schooler, because Jugo is just a stoic, depressed, nonchalant motherfucker, um, who is uh, somehow a badass, but um, it's very interesting. It's a different kind of character I haven't seen Damon perform yet, and I really enjoy it. Like he's just so nonchalant not not nonchalant, aloof. Aloof is the word I'm looking for here. He's gotcha. very aloof, and just like he he's it seems like he has not necessarily a vendetta against the world, but he doesn't really like the world. You, yeah, you, and you can tell that with again going back to his in the interactions that he has with um, Caitlyn as the monkey those interactions because those two are different counterparts in their viewpoints and he, ha- he j- you can tell that the rat isn't exactly a fan of the world around him and he just wishes people would die and it's a very interesting ph- it's a very interesting philosophy but I am interested to see because the rat is also one of the few characters right now that we don't know his story, his deal. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to know what his deal is. Right. Very very curious. And right mm. now, I'm actually kind of rooting for him to win.
2: <laughs> yeah. I kind
3: of want the rat to win the Junie Tyson. That's the that's who I'm rooting for.
1: Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this was a good performance and um, we take for granted just how solid of an actor that David is when yeah. even he's using his normal register and not doing any sort of uh, weird, wild stuff with it. Because um,
3: here's something interesting, too, and he's talked about this um, in his panel when he we went to a He's self-taught.
0: Wow. And he's really yes, good. Yes, he is mm-hmm.
3: self-taught. He didn't really take any classes or anything like that. He just one day just decided to give it a shot and just got a microphone in his room and just started practicing voices. That's,
1: that's, that's impressive.
3: Yeah. He is self-taught and it's amazing. Like, now that you know that information, it's like, damn, okay. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense because he puts the time and the effort into it. And you can tell.
1: Right, right. So anyways, uh, that basically wraps up our, uh, our cast. Uh, do we have any final thoughts before we...
0: Uh... I think I kind of got a lot of my final thoughts out at the beginning of uh, my thing with a lot of the problems of the show. Again, this is a solid dub that just kind of meanders its way into the pool of just kind of, hey, this is a dub that exists. It's solid. It's not going to be a bad watch if you choose mm-hmm. to watch it. Um it just suffers from the flaws of its Japanese and its adaptation. It's, it's a Nisioisin show. It's wordy and confusing and boring as shit. But it's not strengthened up by more interesting characters like say something like Monogatari is because here's the thing: as somebody who's watched Monogatari, Monogatari actually is incredibly interesting when it wants to exactly. be. Like I will say that the arc for the character Subasa Hinakawa is one of my favorite character arcs and all of anime. I think it's fantastically put together. Is it weird? And, is that show weird and fanservice and disgusting? Yes, we've all seen the toothbrush scene. We get it. Um, Juni Tyson, however... It's piss poor. It's disappointing. It's a disappointing anime in general. Um, from what I've read of the review of it on ANN, they said the novel was not any better and that the anime actually improves upon it by giving a little bit of depth. Um... I think that Vic does a good enough job as a director. He has some really great casting choices, like Chuck Huber, Randy Agobar. um, I would say uh, Kenny Green, Colleen, uh, Damon as this character, and not like Damon in other places. A lot of us predicted him. Uh, But then he's got some super safe casting, like Colleen and Kate. So Colleen is both out there and safe? Oh, no, I'm not Colleen. I mean Monica. Monica, not Colleen. Monica and, like, and Jerry and stuff. Like, it's it's a mix of both. I do not think this is one of the best dubs of the year. Like, I, I would say it's it's far from it. And especially in this season itself, because the fall simuldub season has honestly, I think, been one of the strongest. Yeah, it's the strongest it's been in a while. Si- simuldub seasons there's been in yeah. a long time. And I think he's getting outshined by directors who we've honestly had some problems with their casting. Yeah, before, that's too. the strangest part. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. Kyle Phillips has put together a better dub than Vic Mignogna is, and all of us have had at one point a a problem with a yep. Kyle Phillips
2: dub. hmm
0: So, um, I don't think you're you're missing out by missing the show itself and the dub. Uh, But if you're going to watch the show and you prefer to watch dubs over subs, you're not going to get a bad product. Right. But you can, I do think it's fair to call out that the the show itself is just very stilted and very boring and it comes off as very preachy and book read to you. Right. But it does have some highlights like drunk Colleen and grandpa go
2: boom, boom.
1: (laughs) Stephanie, what are your final thoughts?
0: In terms of the
3: show itself it's not the best written in the world I have to give the show credit because I was talking to the two of you about this before we recorded it I have to give the show credit where we aren't attached to a main character
2: hmm
3: which is which is a plus considering this is a battle royale kind of show you can't be attached to a character because anyone could die at any minute and I have to give the show credit for that and some of the characters are interesting the problem with...
0: I feel like we're going to get attached to, like, the tiger, and then she's going to bite Probably. It. Let's face it. They're all... I, I, watch. The end of the
3: show... No
1: spoilers no, no, now. No, 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 no.
3: Watch. At the end of the show... This is not a spoiler. End of the show, watch. All 12 people are dead. <laughs> Nobody lives. Nobody
0: wins. Prediction. But, um... Yeah, this... It's a prediction. Prediction. No spoiler. Everybody bites it. <laughs> Whether yes. it's...
1: Rocks fall, everyone dies. <laughs>
3: yeah. But but the show has a lot of problems in and of itself with the writing and with the characters and their development. Now, as for the dub, it's solid with the material that's given. Vic, as first time really seeing him as a full-fledged director on an anime series, is solid. Mm -hmm. The writing is solid given the, uh, the material that's involved. The casting is a mix. You have the safe choices, but safe choices that are still strong performances. You also have the choices you wouldn't expect that are strong performances. It's a solid show overall. The problem is, that, I mean, because this is also not, I would say, the best of the year. Far from it. The problem is the show itself. the sh- And I think Megan, going back to what she said at the beginning, I think it- she's right. The dub highlights more of the flaws. It enhances the flaws of the show itself. If the show was less flawed, we wouldn't be having this much of a problem. Mm-hmm. But given what we have for the show, and the material that this group is working with, I think it's really solid. Yeah. And considering... This is my first time seeing Vic as a director of all things here. I enjoy it. I would... Just give him a better show. Give him a better show, yeah. I want to see him... Maybe not direct, like, something every season. Like, half of these directors down in Dallas do right now. Some doing two in a goddamn season. I don't know fucking why they do this to themselves. Cliff. (laughs) Kyle. (laughs) Um. I don't know why they do that to themselves. But, um... I would love to. I honestly wouldn't mind seeing Vic pop in on occasion as a director for something in a season.
1: If nothing else, at least give him season two of The Reflection. Give him
3: season two
0: of The Reflection, please.
1: Please.
0: Yeah, more. Because the
1: show is still going to suck regardless, but at least the dub has a chance to be better, yes.
3: No, here's my thought on The Reflection in five seconds. When your best actor and most experienced anime voice actor is the one character that doesn't have to do anything with lip flaps. You got a fucking problem.
1: Well, you could say the same thing about Assassination Classroom. Still. Yeah. But
3: Assassination Classroom was a better dub.
1: (laughs) Significantly, yeah. Significantly.
3: So that's a terrible comparison. But yeah, this show, I think compared to a lot of the other shows this season, is kind of in the middle ground, despite Mm -hmm. all of the hype that this show had been getting. Before yeah. it started. It's in the middle. Not the best thing in the world, but also not the worst. I just wish... I just wish mm-hmm. the show itself was better. So that way yeah. I wouldn't have to be like, eh, but the, but the characters, no no no. na It's the show. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's the show that has these flaws that unfortunately the dub has to go with.
1: Right. My simple thought is this. I'm enjoying it. The show in general the dub sounds particularly good um is it the best thing I've ever seen no could it be better written absolutely but hey at least it's not King's Game
0: I mean yeah hmm i <laughs> worse uh I need so and
1: Gigi's probably gonna get King's mad, King mad King. at me when I say that but oh I mean... she
3: probably won't only because it's glorious fucking trash <laughs>
1: Oh,
3: I uh, Fred, uh, here. Here's Fred. my thing. I wanted trash this season, and I only I, at this point. I the, uh, King's Game is the only dub that I plan to to plan to watch that I haven't really started yet.
0: Yeah. No. I expect trash from the... Have fun I with expect- you. Have fun with that. You have a nice, shiny copy of Mob Psycho 100 waiting have- for you to come into its own. I
3: expect trash to come out of this show. I don't expect a good show on a King's game. But you need to... I, I-, 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 I agree with you, though. I-, I-, I'm in- I am enjoying Junie Tyson. I am probably going to finish it. But
1: yeah. finish
0: your thoughts. Sorry, yeah. I jumped in. Yeah. I will finish it eventually. It'll go into No, bad. no, right. sorry. I-, I interrupted you. Just finish.
1: But anyways, yeah. No, I'm... Uh, I give it a solid... B minus probably sell a straight up B yeah, uh, all around. It's not the best show on earth. I, I'm enjoying it more than Megan is because I don't find it.
0: I give I give the double B minus. I give the show a B. Yeah, I, I can agree with that.
1: Yeah. D Anyways, Casey. that's... Sorry. Anyways, that's all I have to say about it. And I can consider this year's Juni Tyson officially closed. Thank give God. everyone a hand. Ha-
0: have your the only thing that died was my sanity <laughs> let's finish this up but that's long been let's finish
3: dead. this up party where can the good folks at home catch this show if they wanted to see it
1: why thank you for asking if you would like to watch junie Tyson's zodiac war uh the dub is streaming on funimation it's 5.99 a month i
2: believe something like that yes
1: something like that they offer a two-week free trial uh make sure that you if you do not decide to continue with your trial to cancel your subscription because they will charge your credit card for it but obviously you will be so enamored by the over 9,000 episodes of anime actually it's
0: It's not that slogan anymore
1: (laughs) it's not it's more like 11,000 closer to it it's ridiculous but uh, that you'll probably just keep the subscription if you would prefer to watch the show in japanese it is streaming over on crunchyroll where they have it's free after it's free after a week streaming in standard definition with ads you can also try watching it on verb which is verb which is a combination of the two services as well as a bunch of other different channels that have a lot of streaming content uh, please be warned: the dub version of this show streaming on Verve does not contain subtitles with on-screen text. So that's, be advised.
3: That's a general problem that Verve has been having lately, from my understanding. Yeah, so you're screwed if you want to watch stuff like. People. Or
1: yeah, or Drifters or Devil as a Part Timer. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, that's all for us. Uh, my name is Spaceman Hardy. You can find me on the Twitters at Spaceman Hardy. Um, I'm also a forum moderator over on the Funimation forums and on the Funimation Discord. If you ever wanted to chat with me, feel free to hit me up there and we'll have a grand old time. Megan, why don't you tell the nice people about yourself?
0: I'm a bear. You're a bear, yes. I'm a bear, I'm a bear, I'm a motherfucking bear. I'm a bear, I'm a bear, I'm a bear. I'm a bear getting yellow at her mom for (laughs) screaming. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Queenera2. You can hang out with me on the Funimation Discord and all that junk too. So yeah.
3: Uh, my name is Stephanie, also known as Lilac to some people. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lilac Anime Review, with review being spelled as a musical review, and not a standard review. Uh, I just kind of ship post and talk about my daily life and my boring daily life, especially boring daily r- life as of right now because I'm on vacation from work because <laughs> I have to. It's not boring, that's a... Well, here's the thing. After Thanksgiving, I work seven straight days in a fucking row, and I still have vacation days that I still need to use. So my boss was like, hey, do you want to just give yourself a long-ass weekend and take a couple extra days off? I'm like, sure. So I don't have to... Right now, at the time of recording this, I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, today is Monday, and I have Tuesday off, and I don't go back till Wednesday, so I have a five-day weekend, and it's great
1: awesome awesome all right well that covers everything for us um until next time how do, friends. wait wait
3: you're forgetting one of those things how can they, they oh wanna, yes they want to see more from us if you want to
1: see more from us you can yes. look us up at our youtube account uh you're already at Dub here. Dub Talk. <laughs> yes you're already watching you're it. already oh. here Wow. But you can also follow us on Twitter at Dub Talk Podcast for yes. all the latest info.
0: Yep.
1: Now am I done, boss lady? I
0: think you should be good.
1: Okay. And <laughs> on behalf of the Dub Talk Podcast, I'm Spaceman Hardy telling you Otaku on my friends. <laughs>
3: <laughs> arr, arr, arr. No, no. I'm tempted to pull up the seal again right now, but I'm not going to. I pulled that the other night, and everybody just <laughs> lost it. <Woo.
2: laughs>